Podcast episode 23. This is show 136. Fired up to do some fantasy football goo for you guys listening. As usual, to the left of me, I got Houdini across the way from me, Dogmatica, and we're fired. I'm D Rex. Uh, we are Pyromaniac.com, and we're really fired up to talk about a couple of segments in this. The first one we're going to do is going to be a review of. Of the mock draft that we had two podcasts ago, we had um, you know I think six, five of us uh, pick two teams each and do a mock draft. We're going to review those teams together. The three of us are going to discuss teams we like, picks we liked, all that good stuff. Segment two is going to be uh, a pretty awesome one too. It's going to be more of like a um, uh, sleepers and deep sleepers. We're kind of going to all throw out our list of a handful, about three. We're going to do a, a sleeper. A deep sleeper, and then actually, I do. Uh, we we all do kind of a couple extra guys, and the, some of them are super deep sleepers. Some of them are almost. Hope some of us. There's gonna be one pick. I, I kind of try not to do this, but we're like, dude, that's not a sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. I, I I tried to remove a couple of those guys on my list, but maybe my first guy might just be that. So I think that'll be a cool way for us to. Um, have a discussion about who we think right now are some great sleepers, and we've talked about it on previous podcasts. A lot of these guys overlap, and we all—I like a number of the guys on Dogs List, a number of the guys in yours—and um, was trying to stay best, away yeah, from them. Did my best not it, to yeah. have any repeats. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, it's tough. Not it's tough to not have a single repeat in there because, you know, hey, we, we discuss all these all the time, and we're, we're bound, yeah, we're, we we're bound to be all in on certain guys. So, you know, Absolutely. It, to condense what D-Rex was saying, these are basically our all-world sleeper teams, our all-world deep sleeper teams. Uh, we're going to throw them out there in that sort of format, too. QB, couple running backs, three wide receivers, you know, tight end. We'll be throwing at you that way. And basically what this means to me is looking at my tiers, there's guys that stand out that you know are higher than other, a lot of other people have. And those guys you kind of target and you know, you know, you're basically like, all right, I believe in this guy. I'm going to take a late round flyer on him, and I'm all in on, on what I think the upside of him is. And I think that's the way you win leagues. I mean, getting those huge picks in the last five rounds Absolutely. that no one else is taking, and, we're, and then taking the slow and steady guy that you just know what you're going to get, and it's going to be friggin' 74 points, and you're not going to play him the one game he had, he goes off against some marginal team. And I think. Uh, It'll be fun. It'll be fun to hear your your thoughts and uh, looking at the list. It's it, there's some great players in here. So 
We're going to discuss a lot of... If I was going to say one thing about this podcast, we've, we've figured out, the three of us talk, when we're kind of figuring out what we want to talk about, we're like, do we want to do a player's podcast, or do we want to do a strategy and kind of, you know, uh, conceptual uh, podcast? So that's kind of the way we think about these going in. We, we, we know you guys love the players, 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 and um, we're always psyched to give you concepts and really uh, a great, awesome thought um, and approaches and strategies, so... We're going to balance them all the time throughout the, uh, the, the off-season because we know once we get in-season, we basically can have our fun and do our thing, but we're talking about this week's matchup, uh, yeah. more or less. You know, Maybe we're telling you about some guys to pick up for a couple weeks down the road, and there's obviously going to be a lot of NFL news and whatever interspersed with it's, that. It's but players all night. Yeah, it's basically players, matchups, who they're going, what's going to happen this week, uh, and you know... That's because we used to actually, remember we used to, our first year, we, we critiqued ourselves and we're like, dude, we're talking for an hour, actually our podcast was shorter then, so we're talking for 45 minutes about last week's games. And, and we yeah, realized, it was, it was and listening all, yeah. to it, we're like, dude, okay, we basically at one point we said, we're not talking about last week's games anymore. At if all. you want to intersperse it with a great catch or a great moment in the player we're talking about for this week, so it's kind of funny where... Uh, we are in season, and it's fun. We like the off season better, to be honest, for these podcasts because it, it opens the doors a lot, a lot of doors on what we can do. But it's funny in season. We just we've learned a lot. So fired up! It is fifty four days until kickoff of the NFL. That is ridiculous, and it's less than I think two weeks before the Hall of Fame game. And it's all yeah, that's or it's all- two weeks. Two weeks, I think, uh, but it's also less than ten days Sundays. for just about every team in the NFL to be in training camp. Oh, God, am I psyched for yes. that? <laughs> oh Good times. God. Good times. It seems like it just said it yesterday. The Super Bowl, that is. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, it seems a little longer to me. I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been itching. I've been itching. This I, is, uh, I'm starting to smell the grass. I, uh, it's, nice. it's, it's getting that getting that deep. Houdini, we told you not to light up here. Hey, man, uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's like fall weather outside today too, so I'm. Uh, I, I, it's football weather out there. The, the Chicago, as, as dramatic as Chicagoans would be, are calling this the summer polar vortex. Do you like the way I did that in my Donald Trump voice, which I have been working on, guys? Because the next mock draft we do, the PPR one, I am going to do it as Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump with a lisp. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird Donald Trump. Fine. Donald it's like the, I, think it's, I think it's a bad clone of Donald <laughs> Trump. It's like the, the thing where the clone that only got like ninety six percent correct. <laughs> when I listen to Donald, when I listen to Donald, he's got a lisp. Okay, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> I'm going. You guys better pick, start working on it. You got to deadpan like like Valverde did. Each of you for one of your picks. Ugh. Have to come up and do it full full throttle. We got to do it. Yeah, that was too epic. Back. Be yourself for one pick and be Donald Trump with a lisp for the other. <laughs> Slowly changing. All right, let's get into this stuff. Um, if you guys want to follow us on our website, there is a um, – and I'll actually put – I'll put this chart up and I'll actually list the players that we talk about in the second segment – Within the piece, but uh, if you want to follow us um, while you're listening, go to uh, Pyro Podcast Mock Draft Number One, and on that piece, op-ed piece, you'll be able to see the chart underneath where you can listen to it on Buzzsprout. Um, quick thing I want to mention is we figured out and fixed the uh, SoundCloud issue. Uh, for the new site that's going to be coming out in the next couple weeks, uh, so I'm pretty psyched. And I, I guess I could probably have them in, install it, but pretty soon we'll have our in our content pieces. We'll have SoundCloud again. So let's look at this chart. 
Um, you guys all have it open, right? And I got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's just go team by team and try not to get stuck on too many things or too many players and try and stay away from the players we're gonna talk about. Respect is important. But the sad thing is, there's so little respect left in the world that if you look up the word behind me in the dictionary, you'll find it's been taken out. So if this show teach you anything, it should teach you how to respect everyone. Animals, children, bitches, spasmos, mingers, lezers, fatty boombas, and even gay lords. So, to all you lot watching this, but mainly to the normal people, respect. Westside. That's going to be one of my team names for the next mock. The Gaylords. <laughs> respect. Respect. Ali G, we respect you. And uh, for the music opener, that was Nine Inch Nails. Actually, uh, the reason why I'm playing them one is because they're a sweet band, but uh, going to see them this weekend on Saturday, uh, them in Soundgarden. So, fired up to uh, check out that band. Uh, it's been Who's the headliner? It's Nine Inch Nails. It you is? Know? Okay. I saw Nine Inch Nails, the first Lollapalooza in 91. They went a couple bands before... Uh, uh, Jane's Addiction. Yeah. Me and Maltz were at that show with Dario Medina and a few others. I forget who it was. I think Peter Cross or Randall Cross was there. I think maybe Flanagan. But we were like front row. We held it from like Living Color, Susie Banshees. We stayed like we had to piss so bad. And we just stayed all the way through Jane's front row in the pit uh, for Lollapalooza number one. That was sick. But Nine Inch Nails opened up and they're, uh, we were watching and uh, they, were one of the, they, they were one of the bands at Lollapalooza. And their bassist passed out in the middle of the show. Eric Avery, the Jane's Addiction bassist, came on and started playing. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Uh, Alright, let's look at Stag Squad. Most original name ever. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I think uh, LaShawn McCoy, what do you guys think is that about that as a first pick? I think it's a safe pick. That's what I would have done. You would have done, you would have taken McCoy with the first pick? What about you? I, I think it's it's definitely high upside um, in that Eagles offense. You, you can't deny the the power that that thing uh, that thing can tail. You know, can can trot out every week. I, I think it's I think it's a great pick. You know, I think a lot of people are going to be taking McCoy with the first pick this year. You know, I mean, it's, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now that I'm about to uh, re put out my uh, strategy, my draft strategy piece, and one of the things that I have I have come up with is that. The running backs after uh, the first like five or six running backs, uh, actually after the first four it drops down a little bit. But after about six, five, six, seven running backs, it starts to go off into oblivion a little bit. Not oh. not oblivion, but oh. to the point where you don't want to spend a top three pick on it. So I'm thinking that if I am in those top you know six, seven picks, if I'm in a twelve man league, ten man league, whatever it is, I might I might have to take a running back. For, for with that first pick, no matter what, yeah. because I would love to have one of those studs, and then later on you can definitely there's definitely a lot of sleepers out there and stuff that you can grab. But I think McCoy's a, you know, so a great. So if you're the number one pick, are you taking McCoy? I, I would be debating between McCoy and Peterson. I love what Peterson can do this year. We'll talk about Peterson. Cool. Uh, what, so do you like the way on the on the on the rebound? So you got the first pick. You know we do the snake draft. So on the rebound back. Which is the last pick of the second round. And we're talking 12 teams here. 12 too. teams. Uh, oh, so we did have six guys. Nice. Okay, that's right. We did 12, not 10. Um, is Le'Veon Bell. 
Uh, I, I really like the value there. I think, dog, you might be a little scared of what they're going to do with LeGarrett, or you, you still think he's going to be a workout horse. I, I've, I've rethought that a bit as well. I, I, I'm still a little nervous about what Blanc can take away, but they're going to be running a lot. Bell's going to get 300-plus touches, if not 300-plus carries. Um, I think that's a tremendous pick, especially because, I mean, looking at this and knowing what happened throughout the draft, there was about six, seven receivers that are top tier to me, uh, maybe eight that are that are right there in the top tier. Obviously, some are better than the others, but eight that you could feasibly say that's a great number one receiver to have. And then right after that, they're they're done. It was done right when it got to that pick. So we took that second running back, and Le- Le'Veon Bell, I think, is going to be a top ten running back this yeah, year. It was a without clear, a doubt. I agree. It was a clear drop off after Bell. He had to take him. It was a smart pick. I liked his next pick too. He goes and he grabbed the uh, Randall Cobb. Yep. Uh, you know. So Randall Cobb is his number one. I, I think uh, as as his draft then progressed into the next pick, though. Randall Cobb to me is number one. It's nice if you walk away with these running backs, and we'll see as we go through. There there is some value at the wide receiver. I agree with what you say, dog. In a lot of ways, it is looking like if you can get a, a one-two punch like this, or one of those good one-two punches. You know, maybe one of those late guys, Arian, is your second running back as well. Um, you kind of got to do it because there's quarterbacks, there's wide receivers, and there's tight ends. But yeah. there's really when when I got um, Andre Ellington in my top ten at running backs, I'm not sleeping well if that guy if that guy is the first running one. back going in. But that that happens if you go two wide receivers, you go high on a, on a right. quarterback. Right. So in some of these mock drafts, even looking at these teams and dissecting them, one of the things I did realize like all right. You know, like you said, get get some of those early running backs because there's other talent down down below. At the same at the same point though, you look at look at Stag's team here. So he has Randall Cobb and T. Y. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton was his next pick. pick. Uh, these are his top two wide receivers. These are slot receivers. These yeah. are not your prototypical. So by going after those running backs, he does not get a Brandon Marshall. Doesn't get a Des Bryant. Doesn't get a Julio Jones. Doesn't get a Calvin Johnson. Doesn't get an A. J. Green. You know, so. That's your trade-off, you know. So understand again, and it's it's the nature of a, of, a, of a draft, right? <laughs> if you're going to go running back early, well, then your running back should be stronger, and your yeah. other positions are going to suffer a little bit. So <laughs> on that top end, that's that's just you know that's a certain situation. Well, for him. Th- that that's the thing with that number one pick there. He has LaShawn McCoy as his number one. I mean, he could have taken a, a wide receiver, sure, but I think that LaShawn McCoy was a good call. All right. But he had no choice because, like you were saying, all those receivers you just mentioned were gone. Were gone by the time it came back. By the time it came back. Val so, Verde. He had, you know, he had the wraparound there, so he had two picks coming right there. He chose, hey, I'm going to make a running back a strength of mine, so I take a Le'Veon Bell. And obviously, no matter what happens, my number one receiver is going to be inferior to a lot of the other guys want number one receiver. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to take the next best. The other thing that always is occurring to me is that that's why I never like to have the number one pick because the number one pick, again, as I said, the odds of you picking the number one overall player are slim. Uh, number two, uh, is that long wait for it to come back. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that every every uh, draft position has at least one point in the draft where the talent is just completely zapped out, and you're like, there's no one to take here at all. This is just the worst position possible. And usually for the first player, 
or the guy in the number one spot, it's on that second, on that wraparound where you're picking your second and your third player that there's just, you see such a wealth of talent usually gone off the board. It, uh, it sucks. In a 12-man league, I agree with you. In a 14-man league, 60-man league, I agree with you. In a 10-man league, well, 10 he would, man league, he would have been just fine. Oh, 10 he would have had fine. A.J. Green coming right, back to him. Right. He would have had... Uh, Jordy Nelson, Des Bryant, those guys all would have been right there for him. I'll make my one snooty point here. I don't like 10-man leagues. Everybody's got a good roster on a 10-man league. Go 12, get get two more people in your league, get some depth in there. I love 10-man league. I want my team and every team to be kind of solid. I love 10-man leagues. It's You know what, It's I, I, I'm kind of, uh, uh, as usual, I'm kind of in between. crappy guys. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in between. It's fun <laughs> to have a team where everybody just rocks out. But it's also fun to be to know that hey, I can make the great calls against you know 11, 13, 15 other guys. You, you still know? get you still get to make the great calls in, in the uh, in, in the ten, ten, league, in the sure. ten when we were playing. There's the just a little league. there's a little less there's a little less luck involved uh, in the ten man as right. opposed to the true. fourteen. True, that's true. When we were playing that eight eighteen, that's <laughs> 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 insanity. So your fun. third receiver. Was better than uh, some one, number ones uh, on a fourteen man league. I love it. Well, with Stags, his next pick with the number five, he goes with quarterback and he goes Cam Newton. The guy loves his Cam Newton. He loves his Michael Vick. Did Vick go on that team? No, uh, no. But he just loves Cam Newton. Um, I'm not so high on him, but at the fifth pick, I don't know. I mean, there's no way he's gonna be on my team in any league. So I'm, I'm, I'm the wrong person to talk about. He's out injured until basically week one. Right. I, I hate it. I, I hate the pick, and I'll, I'll tell you why. He, everything that he gets fantasy wise is from running. Period. Yeah. It, it just is. Especially and, this year. Yeah, and you know the fact of the matter is, is that the injury was to the leg. You know, the injury was to the, the foot or whatever it was. It's going to hamper him. He's going to be a little bit nervous about running, and it's going to be a little bit easier to injure him if that if something like that happens. So I mean, I, I have a tough time with Cam this year. I also was not a big fan of Cam, but then his next pick... Two uh, guys on the same team. He goes for... Okay, uh, was this... Uh, is this oh, yeah, that's right. The new, uh, the next rapper. I took Ben Tate and Jordan Cameron. Now, I love the Jordan Cameron pick. Agreed. I that's hate a great the, pick I hate the, the Ben Tate pick in the sixth round. And the reason I don't like the Ben Tate pick, uh, ben Tate pick is he's just a guy that I don't trust. You know, uh, here's a guy that has not been able to stay healthy ever since he's come into the league. Um, he's going to get the chance now uh, to but he's be... a backup. He's well, he backup. was the backup. Now he's going to be. No, the I'm starter. saying he's the backup on this team. I understand he's the backup on this team. What I'm saying is, I don't have a feeling that he's going to get hurt or not be effective by the time that he is needed to fill in for a bye week. Which needed? is why, pun intended. Pun intended. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right, uh, I agree. I think that Cameron looks. If, if Cameron's going in 12 man leagues in the seventh round, that just shows you right there. Unless you're getting uh, Jimmy, or we know Gronk is ready to go and gonna. Uh, have a, a, a great season from the start. Doesn't mean he's not going to get injured, but he's healthy to start. Um, you know, you can get that kind of value uh, back that deep at, at, at tight end. Good times. Good. Just well, it goes to show you just how deep tight ends are. Tight, deep tight ends. It's, it's, it's a good position this year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just been it's been ramping Jimmy, up. Jimmy is still uh, way ahead, though. He, he is, unless Gronk is comes back and is playing. I mean, they said they're not going to play him in the preseason games, 
But if he's practicing and looking good, they want to really rest him. But, I mean, the guy, it's Tom Brady, the Gronkowski, let's, let's, I, I like we that get to just your, as much. Let's wait till we get to your fur burger when okay. we talk about him. That, uh, yeah. That's his fur burger. That is, I, I love my fur burger. Um, so, so, it's a double fur burger. Du- yeah, yeah, that's I right. You're I, double. I love the double I'm, fur burger. more. Uh, Marquise Colston is his third wide receiver. We yeah. don't need to talk about it. I think it's terrible. Um, Josh Gordon. This was before. This was. This yeah, was not for two days. I, I but knew, it was I knew two. He was of course, but it was two but days it, it before, before before he cracked out part yeah. six. Uh, you know the the, <laughs> the the nail is in the coffin. The garlic is within inside the coffin. The steak has halfway the st- penetrated yeah. the heart. <laughs> yeah, and it ain't love at first bite. The the Hamilton version. It's a lot more like the uh, you know some one of those old actors and. Uh, Sound like once bitten. Once yeah. bitten. <laughs> once bitten. Oh, what was, what was love at first sight. Jim Carrey's first. Oh, love at first. What was love at first sight? Love, love at first bite. bite. Yeah. yeah, that's Hamilton. All right. Good, good, good. Cross rap. We're crossing uh, and, 80s, and once early bitten 80s also had, had the only other movie. Movies. It was the only other movie that Levon. Uh, uh, yeah, Cleavon, Cleavon, uh, uh God, the guy that played Blazing Saddles, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who played uh, uh, Bob. Yep. Oh uh, God, Cleavon yeah, no, Little. Yeah, Little. Yep, yeah. Yep. That was like the only other movie that he had been in. Uh, was, was he was the limo movie. driver? He was right? a limo driver. That's awesome. Okay, I mean, we could probably t- somewhat skate through the rest of these, but I will say, uh, worth talking about in his picks ten through sixteen. I like Ter- Terrence Williams. Great pick at ten there. Good, yeah. good sleeper. Um, I don't know if if Roma like I believe if Roma gets hurt he's going to have a tough time but they're going to be doubling Dez Dez is going to have a tough time this year um, Whitney is falling off a little bit so Terrence could definitely you know he could definitely put up some good numbers um, another great pick I think is number twelve number eleven was D'Angelo Williams eh eh, eh not, nothing really to talk about there yeah there is D'Angelo Williams gave his uh, first class ticket. Up to a Marine. Do you guys hear this story? No. He, uh, D'Angelo Williams gave uh, his, his first class ticket up over the weekend to uh, a, a Marine over, I think, fourth, after 4th of July. And Marines, and this guy all dressed up in all his docks and all his day outfit and whatever. And there's like, his, this guy obviously has a ton of fans and followers on Facebook. Like, people that are Marines are like, that guy, uh, yeah, that guy's wearing his outfit inside. People, you would never do that. People are saying that the guy was dressed up and he was a fake. And, D'Angelo gave him his front row ticket, uh, his, his first class ticket, and uh, take a read on that. It's 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 about the gesture from D'Angelo's side, class act. Was this guy really a fake? You read, make your own decision. All right, all right. There's enough. There's enough. This, there's, I mean, there's literally like five thousand. They're like you asshole, and it's like I was in the Marines for thirty two years. You wouldn't do this. This that was off. This is backwards. It's like okay, you know, people are so fucking bored. The, the internet oh, age, like, it's it's the digital age. I want to just ruin. I, I, I'm going away, <laughs> and I use this shit all the time. But it's yeah, just when we're done with podcasts. Yeah, we're good night. We're doing it. We're gonna do this. On, we're gonna do this in one of those boot boxes where you can make a record after you're done recording. <laughs> there you go. No, we're gonna we'll do, do it. We're just not gonna be digital. No, we're gonna we're gonna do it live. We'll set up a stage. You want to listen to us? Come to Chicago Town Hall. I like it. Let me, let me just uh, close out on uh, Stax yeah, here. So after uh, Doug Baldwin in 12, Marcus Wheaton, who has potential at number 13. I like that pick. Uh, I like that pick. And then this is the one that's amazing is Antonio Gates falls all the way to the 14th round. It just tells you how, how, much, how deep the tight end position is and how much people are, are, are not buying into to yeah. what Antonio's going to do. And they're also buying into a, another 
sleeper out there. So, yeah. uh, and then his defense is where the Kansas City he took Justin Tucker. Cool. Dogmatic decided to merge uh, a, a rookie. Uh, a guy that's uh, from LSU with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and he came up with a great name. This team for Dogmatic is Petting a Double Furberger. Your first pick was Adrian Peterson. It's a no-brainer there, I think. If you're not going to go quarterback, um, you got, like you said, you got to get one of those top guys. My, my, my mom was not very happy with that really? team name. <laughs> I love it. I love it to your mom. Like, I think she care. knew what I was Unless, talking about too. It was a little, little strange, but. <laughs> I love that you got the. Uh, my mom doesn't listen. To oh this. yeah, it's so great. My mom listened to stuff. She's like, "That was you with the Jergens? Oh my god! I didn't know. I, I blamed it on your father. I wasn't giving him enough." He was saying, "Oh god, worse." See, my mom doesn't listen. I can say whatever I want right now. Holy cow! Yeah. Wow. I you know what? I mean, we. Here's an hour. If you ain't careful, sex can lead to some terrible things. Herpes, squat rock, or even worse, something called a relationship. That's why I is off to meet John Gray to find out how to avoid one. With men and women, does you think that men should marry only one woman? Does he believe in mahogany? I do. I personally believe in monogamy, for me personally. How come in some religions it's a right to have more than one wife, like the Morons, you know? Like sometimes I wish I was a Moron. Well, it's the, the Mormons are the Muslims. Well, 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 both those religions, it's okay to yeah. have uh, more, than, more than one wife. And it becomes very hard to settle on one woman. So I know lots of men, I've helped lots of men with this, who... You know, they'll be with a woman, she's great, and then they just lose interest, and they don't understand, because all these other women seem so much better. For real, it's like with me, Julie, we know there's definitely someone better. Well, I don't know if she'd like to hear that. <laughs> Yo, no, I just told her. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love us, and I love Ali G. Respect. Um, all right, so then... All, all I could think about when I was hearing that, is like, I don't know why, but after... Kind of meeting him and seeing him on camera. It just seems like he's this type of guy. Fast. Well, All right. We got Jordy Nelson. You're very high on him. I think, let's be honest, you're, as higher, you're higher than anyone in the industry on this. And I love it. I think it's great. We, you, we make our ballsy calls. And, you know, to give a, a hats off to Dogmatica, this is an important thing. Uh, a nice... Uh, a nice milestone and, and, and achievement you did um, on the Fantasy Pros website. You know, they've got a lot of experts that um, give their yearly preseason and at each week give their rankings for the quarterback, all the positions. Oh, every position. Uh, every yeah. position. Each week you do it, and that, so obviously that's 17 weeks. And Dogmatic out of 134? 133 100, experts. 133 experts, you came 13th. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. So congrats. That's awesome. Thanks. I know uh, you, you put a lot of time into, the, into that. And uh, I remember there was one time you couldn't get internet access and you were calling to me. and we were, I was like entering them in. Yeah. And you're like, we got to put this guy or whatever. So uh, I know how hard you worked on that stuff. And um, that's great. We got to reach out to that guy. It's a, it's a thing that I, I, I'm telling. I'm putting suits on. Suits, as you listen to this, you read this the other day. Um, they've got a list there on Fantasy Pros of all the uh, pros. And we're not listed, but they add, but we, we, we go to them and they ask us to write pieces here or there, but on that expert list, our, our, our link is in there. So we're going to talk to them because right. we're fans of them and we should be there. Uh, all right, so Jordy Nelson, we know you're high on him. Uh, well, AP was the first pick. I don't know if yeah, AP, we, we, we okay. said AP, so you got AP, Jordy Nelson, 
Then you went with Gronkowski, which I thought was a, an aggressive, ballsy, uh, could blow up in your face, but we have first-round picks that blow up in your face. This is a third-round risky upside I w- pick. I want to couple this with his next pick as he came back uh, uh, around. Because uh, on, the, on, the, on the comeback, he got Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So now you're doubling down on the Gronkowski factor. Now, and, and here's the thing that I think this is, this is going to be either the most genius move if you do it in a league, or as you're saying, it could be the biggest disaster of a move. Because if Gronkowski stays healthy, we know he's good for a touchdown a game. Period. So what that does for Tom Brady is basically gives him an extra 10 to 12, 13 touchdowns on the season from what he would normally throw without Gronkowski. Puts him up around 40. Right. The issue is, is Gronkowski. And here's where my issue is for Gronkowski. Um, he's not going to be able to play in the preseason. He's not going to come back until they're saying they're going to hold him out until week one to make sure that it's uh, to be healthy. The problem is, is that he is so tall. The way that he plays and the way that he runs and the way that the new, new rules are in the NFL. And the new rules are saying, don't target the head. Well, how did he get hurt last time? They didn't target the head and they took him out of his knees. Unfortunately, this is what scares me so much about Gronkowski this year is that every time these guys are going to tackle him, they're going after his legs. And to me, the, it, 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 after we've seen how fragile he's been over the last couple seasons, it's a worry factor for me. So it's high risk, high reward. Yep. It, but that's, that's the biggest reason for that I'm worried is because of the, the rules of the NFL where these guys are no longer going to be going after his head. They're going to go after his legs. So yeah, it's a concern for sure. I think, yeah. I think the next pick, I like what you're doing. The old, their old buddy. <laughs> their old buddy. Yep. And, and new greener pat. Nah, yeah, probably greener pastures right now. Yep. Uh, Wes Welker. Uh, you grab that wide receiver there in the fifth round. I like the value on that. I think it's a good pick. Um, then you go Rashad Jennings. I mean, in the sixth round, that's fucking a sick pick. I'm starting to inch towards, I don't know how he'll respond to the, the carries or the job that he's about to be given. I don't know that for sure. I like what I saw last year for a pretty mediocre team. But he's going to have an opportunity to be a fantasy stud. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to get every opportunity this year to prove his worth and be the guy. I think he can respond fairly, but you know our pro- Go into the season, take those opportunities, and hope that they turn into good carries. Oh, uh, with the, these last two picks, Wes Welker, a great pick when you're talking about getting him in the fifth round. Considering the reason that he falls so much is because of what he did last year. But again, remember, Eric Decker's not there anymore. And all those catches that Eric Decker got are not all going to Emmanuel Sanders. Sorry. <laughs> a big portion of them are going to Wes Welker instead. I agree. Um, the Rashad Jennings factor... Here's what's interesting about him. He has really been successful every year of his career, except for the one year when MJD went down and he had to take over as a starter. Yes. You look at it, you know, last year when he did coming in for Oakland, it was just, you know, he's always been like a, over a 4.5 up to like a 4.8 yards per carry guy. So high volume, high this and everything. And he's a big dude. And you look at the offense that they're going to put around him in New York. He's going to have uh, a, a veteran quarterback on his two-time Super Bowl winner with Eli Manning. They got the Victor Cruz, Ruben Randall, and they added Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, so you have uh, decent weapons there. Uh, tight end is... Uh, yeah, Adrian Robinson. Yeah, okay. yeah, but we'll see. What Rashad's going to be able to do, and there's really nobody else there challenging him uh, majorly for carries. You got the biggest challenges from coming from the rookie from Boston College who led the NCAA in rushing last year, Andre Williams. Williams yep. But 
it's going to be Rashad Jennings' job, and, and they do like to run the ball there in the red zone. And we, we've seen successful fantasy running backs out of New York. They're also switching up their um, their offensive scheme. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more quick hitch, more West Coast. You know, it it's it's going to play a little bit into Rashad Jennings' hands uh, when he did take over for MJD. You have to remember the team he was on, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, very tough. And you know, I mean, uh, look MJD, what he did last year with the with the Raiders. the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. And, and I agree exactly. Eli well, Eli's been said, you know, whatever. I know this is the guy we're going to talk later, but he's energized by the new offense, and this is this is the guy. This is the horse. They've gone. Think about it this way: the Giants have been going with all these scat running, quickie kind of guys, and then they keep bringing back Brandon. Uh, uh, J- J- Jacobs, Jacob's and they realize how shitty he right. he is, and they're going Peyton Hills. They're trying to get this battering ram, but they're getting the wrong guy. Right. Where Jennings is kind of a bigger body, and you know, I'm not saying he's like a powerful running back or whatever, but um, Andre Brown was get was was that mold, but he kept getting injured. He's gone. He's in the he's a, he's with the Texans. So they've uh, you know the David Wilson experiment. Is he ever playing again, or is his neck going to keep? Him uh, up? He's going to play, but the the thing is that they're they're scared. With him, he, if he does actually end up getting a bunch of carries, it'll be as a third down back, change of pace type of thing. Right. Yeah, I want to talk about the next two picks because these are two of my favorite picks. How about you just close team. out the team, dog? You're not allowed to t- talk about your own team unless you really want to defend something. That's you well, just close, so, you just close it out. What I, I like think because we got I think is kind of got to blow through these yeah. teams. Ultimate yeah. steal in round seven, Kendall Wright. Just an amazing steal. What that guy's going to do is going to be ridiculous. Uh, I love then again backing up the Rashad Jennings. If you're not liking him necessarily as your number two, you got Danny Woodhead, who's Mister All Everything, uh, and is still going to be a major part of that offense. And also another Ryan Patriot Matthews goes down. Yeah. Uh, also X-Patriot. another white guy, X-Patriot. Right. Patriot, another white guy. <laughs> this is my all white team. This is next, a white guy with next, our team. The next pick is our favorite sleeper potential uh, with the bust coming of Marshawn Lynch, Christine Michael in round nine. Um, I think that's a good value spot to get him there. Sammy Watkins then going after him. And I, I, I tell you what, the more that I'm seeing about what Sammy Watkins can do, I'm hearing him compared to early Sterling Sharp. Um, you know, and you got development of EJ Manuel here, who I'm a big fan of. So um, I, Sterling I, Sharp I think makes me excited. Yeah, there's potential there. Uh, and then again, doubling down again with the, the running back, knowing that you waited so long, and it was it's, this is what you do with a with a draft. He got you got MJD there. Now, I'm not a big MJD fan, but again, it's it's called. I waited until round five, six to get my second running back to put with Adrian Peterson. I need to have a a, a few guys to have a to, uh, a choice from, and that was a good pick. Uh, a point. starting running back in the NFL with the eleventh pick, and then uh, Robert Woods, who I think we all like. Real sleeper steal there in round thirteen with the. I don't love Robert Woods now that they got all that talent there. To be honest, I, I think that he's. Not, I don't think he's going to do much this year. I think it's Sammy that's going to really. I think eat the fact it. that Stevie Johnson's gone still going to allow Robert Woods to be able to be effective in that offense. Good point. Good I point. think that when. Sorry to inter- interrupt and actually say you something. can't talk. <laughs> One of those two is going to be good, Woods or Watkins. You know, I mean. Woods was doing really well with EJ Manuel last year no, he was. when they were working we, we together. I don't know if, if they keep the camaraderie together or if it transfers over to Watkins. I don't know, but one of those two is going to hit. Like it. So I figured this team know, is great, except that everybody's off on week nine. John is <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Okay. So the last picks is Travis Kelsey, a guy, a sleeper guy. You're high on um, Kansas City tight end. He was out most last year. Don't forget about me, Sam Bradford. You're backing up your Tom Brady. So, you're, you're putting all in with Tom Brady. Still getting Sam Bradford, who I don't have my tears open right now, but I think he's 
he's he's a, he's a top 10, 15 guy. Top 15. Bradford? He's a top like 15, 15. 16 for me. Yeah, yeah, I think he's top 15 guy. To, to get him as a second QB in, in the in second, my last, third, the last. My last pick where I'm not taking a defensive or kicker. Yeah. Yeah. And and we actually, I wish we hadn't done that. I wish we would have removed the defensive kicker. I agree because we actually uh, had that's it what I in this because we would have done a longer draft. But these last fifteen and sixteen picks, basically all of us, other than We're, let's just not mention them. They're, they're just defensive. Yeah, they're just, so let's go to the high rollers. Uh, that's Rudini. That's your team. Okay, these high rollers. Okay, so Houdini. Peyton Manning. Oh, who, 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 my favorite player. Yeah, you, you you took him from me after I took AP. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's it, baby. Yeah, that's a bit, dog. Dog is, is uh, Dog, hurry, hurry, Omaha. Hurry, hurry, Omaha, Omaha. Hey, I like it. Damn straight. Were you, just, were you just walking through like a Denver airport or something? Yeah, I like basically. it. No, I wasn't. But chunky. I like the font. I found dog. It, yeah. I, I asked you before the show started. We have our, our kickball team is orange. I'm like. Are you wearing your kick? You're like, oh, no, shit. No, no, no. <laughs> I was waiting for Peyton. Like he was waiting for Peyton. I yeah. like it, dog. Props yeah, over here. Big time. Props to props. Now, the one thing I was going to say, as you guys, I'll let you guys analyze this team here of mine, but. Uh, I'm sure you won't. I'm sure you won't talk at all. On Houdini Life, <laughs> I did not draft running back until you can, you can discuss. Yes, very interesting. Very. Interesting. This is that's the model, and I like. I really like this team. Actually, uh, one of our Facebook followers, uh, Andre Arsenal, uh, said he he really loves this team. And let's be honest, it's hard not to love a team when you see Peyton Manning leading off on it, and that's True. great. And that's almost a reason why sometimes I like going high on the court on the quarterback because you're like, oh, it's so nice to see you there, Drew Brees. Instead nice of being, to know you have a stud every like, week. Yeah, yeah um, in your guys' mind, Tony Romo, let's do this this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's just nice to have that have that uh, number one guy. So all right. after you do Peyton, all right. If you, if you don't mind, I'm going to yeah. break down some some picks here. Yeah, do it, do it. You do listen. It. I, I think this is a an extremely high octane team with a very a, a larger chance than I would like to break down. Um, I, I, that's no offense, but I, I got to tell you right now, that, <laughs> you know, I think you kind of knew that you knew that was coming. Though. No, it, I just know that you're going to tear it down. That's I like it. Well, I mean, you, you got to. I mean, you got to analyze, you know, all the picks. I thought you guys were going to tear my team down because I actually I didn't like that team very much. The one you guys had the fur, uh, double fur burger. I didn't like it very much at first, but you guys just talked it up. I'm like, yeah, that's actually better than I think. Then. <laughs> but. Hey, listen, I, you got to love Peyton Manning there with the number three, okay? I mean, if, if McCoy and Peterson are gone, and even if they're not gone, I think Manning's a, he could be a legit number one pick in, in a draft. You know uh, what you're getting there. He's getting less You know what you're getting there. He's not going to put up what he put up last year. But he's still going to have But he's still going to have a ton of fucking points for you. And more than likely, he's going to last the whole season. A.J. Green with the second pick. With Cincinnati switching to a more, more of a running game... I think, first of all, listen, it was a great pick considering where you got him because all the other great receivers were gone at that point. It would have been very tough to get something, uh, you know, something better than that anywhere else. So that's a great first uh, number one receiver. I still have him in my top six receivers, but there's the possibility that he falls off. As I mentioned, I think during that podcast when we were doing this mock draft, um, you take away 10 yards per game and one touchdown. And he's out of the top ten, which is possible to happen this year, considering they're moving to a running game. He could lose ten yards a game 
and one touchdown on the season. I'll just make one point about that for A.J. Green. A.J. Green targets to catches last year was not good. He had a lot of targets and not as many catches as you would think. So, I'm thinking that they go to the running game and they force defenses to have to have bring a safety into the box and to defend. AJ's going to get better coverages, better get a better reads, and he's going to have a better catch percentage than he had last year, and he's still going to score a lot of effing touchdowns, and I love that pick. I agree. Yeah, no, stop I'm, I'm for it. You're on number two. You're on for two. I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm just saying... That you couldn't help yourself. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. Either I'm saying it actually is well, a great pick. There I'm saying it is actually a great pick, especially where you got him almost at the end of the second round. That's mm-hmm. a great pick there. But there does come the, the, the chance that he doesn't live up to the top rung. Percy Harvin. In Seattle, he hasn't proven a thing yet. It's still a run-dominated offense. If they're talking about him, because they are talking about him returning kicks and and stuff again still now, they just started talking about again where he's going to be returning kicks or punts or whatever. Situationally, that's, though, right? That's uh, No, not just situ- situationally. He has the job right now. Huh. And that's the thing. He has the job he, right he now. And so he, he loves that. He loves wants. He wants yeah. to be doing that. He wants that. But oh, that's cool. just that's a little bit more chance of getting injured. Plus, we haven't seen what he really can do in Seattle yet either, although that's still a high-value pick there. Reggie Bush moving to a new system there in, in Detroit. Um, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. It's not going to be the same type of numbers he put up last year. It's going to be more catching. I don't like ball. Bush at all. Um, I, I mean, it's possibly as a great... You know, a great campaign. It's very possible being in the New Orleans type system there. It allows for a lot of points to happen, but how much do they like Joy Bell? How much is Theo Riddick going to actually take uh, out of that? And you know, Stafford, the guy's fucking pass happy as is. Who knows what's going to happen there? I, I think it's a, I, I, it's an okay. Is this a roast pick. or are you going? You're not doing every. If you're doing every pick, you got to. No, go I, there's this guy. <laughs> Bishop I didn't know this. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the spit. Of your picks. I'm on the spit. I'm on the spit. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, no, no. Listen, these are all great. Like I said, high octane. Bush could explode in a New Orleans style offense. Percy Harvin obviously has all the uh, potential in the world. Bishop Sankey, your your fifth round. Guys, it's going to be the starter. Sean Green is broken down. It could end up being an awesome pick. I love that. I love uh, that. Pick. Especially in the fifth round, getting yeah. something like that. <laughs> that was Reggie one of my Green. regrets right there is that I, I, went, uh, I went Mike Wallace um, before I went with running back there. And we'll talk. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of the game. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Reggie Wayne in the sixth. Being able to get him in the sixth is awesome. I, I love being able to get him in the sixth. How does he bounce back from his injury? Who knows? But love I, that I, I next do, pick, I do love that. Jordan Reed. Jordan love Reed. that next one. But yeah, we, as hey, we talk, Jordan Reed, the second. That's a concussion he's done for the year. I hear you there. But yeah. he's No, sick. that guy has the potential to be, for sure, a top five tight end. Fancy tight end. I'd be surprised if healthy, fully top five. Yeah. Ruben Randall. Um, another one of the iffies. You know, I mean, he, he hasn't done it before. It's a, a new system in, in You're the, turning on him. I thought you were his Ruben Randall disciple. But I do like, <laughs> I do love what Ruben Randall can do. The guy was a, a second round, fell to the second round uh, when the Giants ended up taking him. Uh, the, the guy's a first round talent. I, I love what that guy could do in this right. system. And if Let's you're go. worried about that, at pick 14, I took Odell Beckham Jr. So there yes, you go. absolutely, it's a great backup situation. Let's go through. It. Let me quickly go through. We're not going to have enough Fine. time to go through every pick. He went Shane Vereen, <laughs> Eric Ebron. Was Shane Vereen in the nine? I like it. I'm not as high in, in that without a PPR, but it's value there. Eric Ebron, rookie. Who knows? This is a guy that could be the rookie of the year, have the best stats, and just be a game changer. And all of a sudden, the Lions are ridiculous. So, uh, Kenny Stills, 
goes in the 11th. You like your Kenny Stills, Eli Manning, uh, a great pick there in the 12th to back up your other Manning. You're going Manning style. Uh, then you got Chris Ivory, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, which is a great, you know, I think that's getting that him that late. Obviously, rookies, we know what they do. But uh, That's my only concern on this team. I drafted three rookies on this team. I'm a little bit concerned about that. Rams, Shane Graham. All right. Uh, I think overall, I kind of agree with your assessment. It's, it, it is an electric team. It's an electric it's team. It's okay. I like my other team better anyway. Okay. And it's an electric <laughs> team where if the stars are aligned, let's be honest, fantasy, there's a lot of luck. If the stars are aligned and this team stays healthy and, and, the other and thing, like you guys reaches the too. middle or or reaches more of their high high side. It could be the best team in the league. Not only that, it's sure. more so huge points. Here's what I think I, I like most about this team is Peyton Manning as that, as that pick. I think if you're sitting there at number three, I think that's three, four, five. If he's sitting there, I think you have to be taking Peyton. I, I kind of agree. I fully agree. Uh, or, or if you like Aaron Rodgers, or if you like whoever Drew Brees. it is, but, you know, whoever out of those three you like, I think in the third, fourth, fifth slot, I think I'd. We'll talk about it. We, we, we'll see what I do in the fourth pick um, for the next team. This is mine, and I, I'll just introduce it and then let you guys go on it. But picking boogers that taste like cheeseburgers. Um, I'm the bur- the tastiest burger ever is a Megatron burger. I mean, it's the fourth pick behind the Dewey burger. I agree. There you go. There you go. Well done. Well, well done. You, All you right, you guys, you, go, you guys go nuts. But again, of course, like like D Rex, you know, you're going wide receiver, wide receiver. Unfortunately, I, you know, it would, and you went Des Bryant. I think this was a doubling down from last year. I think, uh, and then you know, we talk about how Tony Romo. You're you're high on Tony Romo, even though he's got the hardest strength schedule and everything else. But if they're going to be behind in a lot of games, it means that he's going to get a lot of targets, and so you're going to get a lot of action out of those two. I think at the plain and simple, it depends on if Romo's healthy. If Romo stays healthy for the whole year, Des Bryant could have an incredible year. But he doesn't if believe not, that. Which I, which I will adamantly tell you, <laughs> heard nine that. games is the tops. You haven't heard that I've said that, Ryan? Yeah, I, I know. I know you're. <laughs> uh, did you? I assume you guys heard that Kyle Orton retired. Yes. Or he, got he was released. released. Yeah. Really? Done. Bren Whedon is now the backup. There's your Trub Des Bryant. City. Yeah, Trub City right there. I so, agree with that. Um, all right, after that, Nick Foles. I like the Foles pick. Love that pick. I, I love it. I, I mean, getting him in the third, uh, he has the potential to put up a million points. Mike Wallace in the fourth. I, I'm a fan of Mike Wallace. You ever got to realize... He actually had a pretty damn good season last year, considering that he was uh, not really connecting with Tannehill at all for about half of the season. Uh, they missed on about at least seven or eight uh, 60-yard touchdown passes that uh, that he was clearly had the defender beat. Um, a couple of which he dropped. Yeah. So, I mean, there's... Terrible offensive system. He was sitting in the same spot every game, every play. It was just terrible. Everything yeah. was terrible. Terrible lineup for him. He was upset about all of that. Now he's the happiest man alive. And he is, they are hooking up like crazy. He is doing everything that you ever wanted from him. He's been a top 10 guy before. The yeah. guy knows how to do it. And he's, he's going to do it again this year. I'll talk a little bit more about him later. But that, that, I think that's a stud pick. You're going to be very happy with that one. As your third receiver. Holy cow. All right. Uh, fifth pick was Chris Johnson. That's your top back. Now, what do you think? I, well, the fact that, again, it's about where you get guys. And so Chris Johnson, here's a guy that has been perennially a first-round, second-round pick at the, at the latest. 
Uh, even in his troubles, he still had at least a thousand yards every season that he's been a running back. Top ten last year, uh, and yeah, he was. Yeah, and, and, and even though he's going to be kind of splitting time in that New York offense with the Jets, they they run the ball a lot, and you know that I think the less touches at the beginning of the game, I think are better for him that he keeps his legs fresh. So I like that pick. Pick after that, Stephen Jackson. You talk about we don't know if the if the if the wheels have fallen off on this guy or not. It doesn't look really good, and he's got uh, he, he's got he's got Devonte um, Freeman behind him, uh, a rookie who I think is going to push him, but really not going to push him that hard. So I know that the job is still going to be Stephen Jackson. So this is one of those ones that if uh, if this was your team and you have a chance and he has a couple of decent games, you've got to look to trade him early. Before, I like that breaks down. Freeman is actually looking good in camp, and I think that's good for Jackson. Stephen Jackson is one of those type of guys that I think he likes being pushed. Yeah. And he's, he's a beast. I mean, that was his nickname. For quite a while, that was the was the beast, and he is. The guy's a monster. Or what they call him, uh, Val Verde. Um, he, I, I like what Steven Jackson's potential can be. People don't realize that last year, last five weeks of the year, he was a top ten fantasy back. People have no idea that that happened, wow. but he was. He was a stud. Uh, and he can't do it again. It's a high octane offer. Well, whole- and he seems he seems at peace. From what I read from a news feed that was done the other day, he's like, I love it here. We had a bad year last year. I wasn't happy with my performance. No one was. Not just me. This team was shitty last year. I love it here. We're ready to do something new. Now, the question I forget from your sheet is, do they have an easy rush schedule or a tough one? It's year? tough. It's a tough one. They have it's a tough schedule. It's a last five. Around. It's a bottom five one, right? Yeah, okay. It's, it's, they have a tough schedule all the way around. I think it's tough. The toughest, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're right. So now, now this is where you start alternating in your next four picks where you're going, a little bit older, young, a little bit older, young. <laughs> so you go Dennis Pitta, who I love in the seventh round. If you're going at looking at the tight end position, that was uh, right after... right. The uh, drop-off is there. I had I just like grabbed it. Jordan Reed, and I was like, because I went for the higher upside, and then you grabbed Pitta, who was the other guy that I was looking deciding between. And I wanted to go higher upside. So and I was deciding between the guy that he took two picks later. So, right. You know. So I, I like him. The fall off is there after those guys. And then you came back and you grabbed your favorite rookie. Yes. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Yes. Who, because of Drew Brees, has the potential. And we have the fifty dollars bet, and I'm well aware of it. And I will collect my money at the end of the year. Even yes, well, even, I, even when he from you even when you he know. has nine hundred and ninety nine yards. Remember, it's not a thousand. Got it. Okay, so he's called then, me twice in two different leagues. Like, I got cooks. Oh, I, do. I got cooks, and I'm reserving him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not activating him until next year. That's fine. Hello. You're excited about him now. Yeah, I do like great. him. As I've told you, I like the guy's potential. I, what, what, I'm not supposed to like a player. I'm just supposed to because I'm predicting. Uh, don't you what love the truth the way is. He's ripping on me, and I put something back, and now he's getting mad. Don't you like the way that works? He sent you're, out you're, the sonar. You the sonar back are like, I love challenging him. And my like, whoa, 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 I sent out the sonar. Why am I getting mad right now? Fred Jackson. <laughs> He'll break down. There you go. <laughs> I agree, but this guy's a, he's a machine. Until it happens, I can't. I can't say that you got to take that value. He's same extremely way, young, same way thirty-two wood, or thirty-three. The same way old. that your Woodhead pick, which was earlier, um, one round earlier, one round earlier. You, until the guy doesn't do it, you just got to keep saying he's going to do it. He proves it year and year out, and he does. He's he's still playing hard. He's still playing right, tough. I'm going to shut up. Sorry, I'm talking too much. After Fred Jackson, Jordan Matthews, back to the young. I think he's an extremely great sleeper-type pick. Um, rookie receiver, 
rookie receivers, as we've talked about ad nauseum, don't quite put up exactly what you think they're going to put up unless they're the Calvin Johnson type, the absolute out of this world stud that you never see, like every you know, like a de- every decade you see him. Jordan Matthews isn't something like that, but in a Philadelphia offense, right? Season. Here, here's the only thing I'll say: the team has got he's got if it's three wide receivers. He's got Calvin Johnson, Des Bryant, Mike Wallace. The problem is, is that the backups are Brandon Cooks, Jordan Matthews, and Justin Blackman, and we know that Justin Blackman isn't doing anything right now. So Justin Blackman is this is two rookies. This is two rookies that you got as your, as your backup. So that's that's asking a lot to be able to get through all those bye weeks with. That's three different weeks that you're going to need, guys. There's potentially an issue there just because of those rookies. I like them, but again, this is where sometimes in drafts, this is what people need to think about. You get clouded by the fact that you love this rookie or you're in dynasty leagues and you're in all these rookie drafts, so you get enamored with the guy and you're picking him a year, two years before he's going to be something, and you're hoping for big points out of him as a rookie. And traditionally, you're really only getting big production from rookies out of the running back position. I agree. True. I think there's too many, to be honest... The the Jor- in hindsight because I went Cooks the Jordan uh, Matthews pick who I was the highest on my tiers you know blah 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 but you got to understand if you already went for a rookie guy and you're, you're highest guy in your tiers is another rookie maybe you got to go to a different position because I agree with you yeah no I mean and of course the Justin Blackman pick you know I I called I left a message for Justin he texted me back said call Josh so I called Gordon he's like call called Justin. <laughs> and neither one of them wants to talk to me, so and they won't talk and to you anybody. They got great weed. Yeah, they do, both of them. You know, no, they, they, won't, they just won't return my call, so I called Houdini. Uh, Latavius Murray, great pick. Love that fucking pick. 10 to the 11th round? You kidding me? Listen, this guy has more potential to do serious damage than both MJD and uh, and uh, Darren Mick, you know, I don't play anymore. McFadden. Those two guys are broken down. Latavius Murray is the next coming. Oakland can't wait for this guy to get on the field. The second that MJD is a bad game, they're going to turn to McFadden. The second McFadden breaks down, which was two games later, it's the Murray show. I'm telling you, this guy is this? a beast. The last two times Maurice Jones Drew has been injured, he's been in Oakland Coliseum. Tough. Home, home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So, that's true. Um, and, right. I, and then I and then I got Romo, and I'm ending it with Jarek McKinnon. Who do you, is he the setback? Full on going to be back up to AP? Is he? Is he? Let's put it this way. I'll tell you what. What AP said. He goes, yeah. um, "This guy has got some amazing skills." I've never said this about one of my backups before, but this guy's the real deal. It basically <laughs> made him forget about Percy Harvin leaving. He's like, "This guy has insane skills." I. Who was our favorite? I mean, you're the one who opened the shine the light on this guy. I remember the video, but I owned him him in a a keeper league. You showed me the video of that guy. I'm like, oh my god, what? I mean, he's like, he's like a running back bowling ball version. And we're gonna move on to the next team of like a cross between Randall L and I don't even know, just a badass. I mean, I mean, he was a QB. Yeah, as well. He, I mean, he's got Cordell Stewart, you know, Randall size, up, you know. Yeah, he's just a beast. Yeah, he's, got yeah. that, he's got that dynamic. He, he doesn't look like one of those Randall L's. He looks like a running back. No, I know, but I'm saying yeah, he, he was a quarterback where he's got that electricity. What he, he has is one of the and most. He's got more of like this. He's got crazy one of the most body. ridiculous uh, cutback, stepback moves Sick. that you've seen. His agility to be able to like, he's got cutback, cutbacks that remind you of. 
glimpse of Zabladanian Tomlinson and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to paint anybody. Hop in, steps. He's no, hop steps I agree with that. It's, Very it's, true. It's crazy. I'm not trying to paint anybody in a corner, but who is the running back from Colorado that's now the running back coach, I think, for Kansas City? He's been a coach, running back coach for a while. Who is that guy who's like a smaller, thick dude, uh, Colorado running back? He was in the league for eight, eight-ish years. I don't right. know. Um, guy's got computers there. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the next thing. Uh, thrift shop kingpins. The, uh, the most, let's say, metrosexual fantasy football name maybe in the history of fantasy football names. Amen, amen. Matt Forte, first pick. Um, Bear down. Bear down. Chicago Second Bears. pick is Alshon Jeffrey. I think that's too high for Jeffrey. I know everyone loves him, but I, I just don't think he's better than Brandon. And I and I, I just think he's a stud, but that's too high. There's a, I, I like the next four or five wide receivers more. But, but the reason why I say... Eric Biennemi. Oh. Biennemi. Yeah. There you go. He's got that Biennemi-ness to him, but he's fast. If you did Biennemi... And Antoine Randall L into one, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Elshon, the yeah. thing about Elshon is this. He had those, uh, it's the 1,492 yards that he had last year. That's a lot of yards. And that's hard to repeat averaging close to 100 yards a game. And Brandon only had, I think it was like 1,295. So I agree with you in the sense that with Cutler under center for the for the whole season, I think it's going to be more of a resurgence back to, to Brandon. Not that Alshon's not going to be amazing, but at the same time, I, I think that uh, I just have a hard time. I, I see him being probably regressing more to kind of where Brandon was last year at the 1,300-yard mark. What I love about Alshon is that he wants it. He's not resting on his laurels. He's yeah. trying harder and working harder, no and so is Marshall because of it. This Bears team is going to be even more explosive than they were last year. You throw in a third receiver who could potentially be heads and tails above Earl Bennett and a Marquez Wilson. Yeah. Uh, wow. This really has a lot of potential. Second year of the unicorn. Wouldn't uh, it be uh, amazing? Second care. year of the whole deal. Yeah. Here's what I would think would be amazing. Improved defense. Improved uh, the offensive line defense. gelling for the first time. You know, to, to all be back together Team for sick. the second, well, for the and, second and year. They had, remember, they had two rookies on the line last year now who are both coming back as second-year players. So... You know, there's there's uh, and there's also supposedly some center that's behind Garza that that should take his job, pretty much. Yeah, um, well, eventually, it's not the guy that they got from New Orleans. It might no, be. there's, okay, there's another rookie guy or something okay. like. But the the thing is, is that what could what could happen, and you and this is what you guys were saying because of all this development, you could have Elshon and Brandon both go over fifteen hundred yards. It's possible, and I agree with that. Wholeheartedly, but I think it's going to be a little bit lower than that. But I think to, to go on what you were saying before, I think that Brandon's going to go back. I think these guys are going to cross over, and the Venn diagram is going to going to intersect both of them a couple times in just enormous games for them. But I think it's going to be a lot of Brandon fires it up or Alshon fires well, it up, can we, can and we that's make... going to be kind of the reason why maybe staying away from both of them. And you know how I love Brandon. <laughs> They both, it's gonna be. There's gonna be games. Where it's just but everyone but Brandon. Day. Remember now, this is because power, they've got these weapons this is, and they've got this, the system. This is suits. This is power and numbers. He also drafted the black unicorn on this team. Yeah, he, he seems a lot. <laughs> yes, <of> he did. <laughs> With, in the eighth round, so I just wanted to bring that up as this is this is power and numbers. This is to the strategy. Yeah, saying that all the points are coming from 
certain teams. Yep, the true. Bears are going to be one of them. You got Matt Forte, the running back. A lot of points there. We all agree. Agreed. Alshon Jeffrey, that's a lot of points there. And Martellus, that's it's still good production there at the tight end, even though he's not a top top tight end. He's still going to put up. And if if the offense happens to completely break down, he's got the Bears as their D. He does. Get get, get, get some points (laughs) out of the Bears D. Four Chicago Bears. Hey, hey, guys, I really like your city. Come on, let's go to a Bears game. Well, no, no, uh, with his next couple picks, next, no, let's stay in the Midwest because well, they're both in Indianapolis. I don't, like, I don't like that Luck pick that early. What do you guys think? I like Luck. I, um, I think Luck in the third, I think he could have waited two rounds and gotten Luck. Ooh, I don't think he could I don't know if he could have waited two rounds and gotten Luck, but... Does Luck get picked before Matt Ryan in most drafts? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Griffin was taken in the third. As, as you did. And I think that people, if they're in the know, I think people know that Griffin is going to have a resurgence. So I think that third is, is fine for Griffin. I think that's overdrafting because a bit, a even though it's, that's, I know that's well, your guy. Fun, I, well, I love it. I love that pick. Yeah. But I think that most people in most leagues won't know and won't understand just how much Griffin will exceed expectations this year. Because of what happened last year. Well, let's keep it on this team. We'll talk about we'll that. Here's what I, I, I think Luck's overpicked there. But I like it, I I like it because, why, I listen, listen he, now he's got Hakeem Nix there. He's got, finally got a full array of weapons. This is the so guy. they've added zero touchdowns. This is, <laughs> it doesn't matter. This is a guy who has is on trajectory that's going up. Everything that he's doing is getting better and better as a football player. So I agree. This is one of those ones where you talk about the blow-up, the Peyton Manning escalation of, of, of a career. This is the year it happens for Andrew Luck. I know. This is the year he takes that step and it becomes it's it becomes like makes that pick look very smart. I will tell you two reasons why that you guys haven't mentioned it. I think they are actually the two main reasons why. One, the return of Dwayne Allen is gigantic. First of all, he's easily the best blocking tight end on that team. Without him last year, Luck was under a little bit more pressure. They wanted to run the ball a little bit more, so it wouldn't be under pressure, even though Dwayne Allen is incredible. To your end, you remember what you're saying? Did you guys watch the uh, uh, football top 100 on NFL Network? Uh, Robert Quinn or whatever, mm-hmm. he was a, a top 15 guy, defensive end for uh, the Rams. Mm-hmm. This is on point with what you're saying. In it, Robert Quinn sacks like four, like, is on luck like a bat on shit. Like, just boom, luck down, luck down. And, and, uh, Pagano's like, what is going on? I thought we just said, and he's mic'd up, I thought we said he was not going to change our game plan. And he's talking to coach. I know, I know, what's going on? He's like, who's doing it? It's like, Kobe. Kobe's, Kobe's on him. Kobe. Yep. Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> yep. Literally, you guys got to watch it. They, I, they never play it on the NFL Network. Never. You're never going to get an opportunity to see the top 100. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out. Robert Quinn, stud, up and comer. But uh, that was really funny. When another another reason. Kobe. And I know I've beaten beat this one to death. Time. But Trent Richardson and, to an extent, Ahmad, Rick, uh, Ahmad Bradshaw being back as well. Trent Richardson being there for a full season. Who's his uh, next pick? Yeah, which which I, which I love. That's a great sec, uh, uh, next uh, pick there for him as a second running back. I like it. A lot of people are not high on that, this which guy. I understand. <laughs> Houdini is not. But having Bradshaw and Richardson, two guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield and catch it really well, I think, they'll be fine. 
throwing that out of the backfield. It's a threat. Having Richardson as a threat for the run is going to help out Luck. Richardson's going to be a lot better than you guys think. I think so, too. But if he's not, we'll know soon. I, I don't love the fourth pick. I'm with you. But I, I, Rich, I think Richardson will be much better than you do. All right. Then he goes Victor, Then he goes Trent Richardson. So that was his fourth pick. Victor Cruz, fifth pick. Emmanuel Sanders. So Emmanuel Sanders, who I just have a three... Uh, you know, power and numbers. I, I, he's going for the teams to score the most, but I don't like to pick. Stevon Ridley, I hate. Yeah, um, and that, that's, that's where, okay, with Trent Richardson, who I don't like, his 3.5 yards per carry average, that's why I don't like Stephen Ridley as his backup either. Because you got to get someone better than that. You need to get someone dynamic. And Ridley is a guy who perennially has the job as a starter then loses the job as a starter. Then, exactly. I agree with that. Ridley, I mean, everyone's talking about Ridley always. The last three years, isn't Ridley one of the people who seem to be talking about players that people are talking about and asking about all the time? My thing is always, I've had him. I had him in his best year ever in fantasy football. It's nothing. Wasn't that great? It's not that fun. You're like saying you're looking at him and it's just like, ugh, he's not a fun player to have. Great touchdown league guy. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. But and, and because was, as I'll say as I'll say a million times, he's a has and been? I have said a million times, New England Patriots yeah. have the most rushing touchdowns in the last decade by far. Believe it or not. True. Uh, all right, then you got Bennett. We talked about that already. Tavon Austin. Love that pick. So Austin is his fourth. Wide receiver, that's in the uh, ninth nice. pick. Uh, D- Darren Sproles, uh, Kerry Robinson, Dwayne Allen. Great. You got your guys. Yep. Dwayne Allen in the 11th uh, as his backup gonna, tight end. I hate to say it, he's going to far outperform. I love my Martellus Bennett. No, he's better. He's I think that better. Dwayne Allen is going to outperform Martellus. It's, it's also because of who is around Dwayne Allen. It's not as. Uh, Menacing uh, prospects as the Bears have around Mar- Martellus Bennett. Less guys to, to feed away from. And Kobe Flint, wasn't Kobe Fleener a first rounder? Yep. I mean, yeah. So Dwayne Allen was the gonna, second rounder. They're, they're going to give him opportunity. Let's not say that Kobe's d- dead and done in the water. But at the end of the day, when I saw that, he can't block, and uh, we'll see. But at, at the end of the day, I love, I love both those tight ends. So Brian Hartline, I think that's a pretty good pick there at 13. EJ Manuel, backup quarterback, awesome. Um, he didn't draft a kicker. Yeah, he didn't draft a kicker. So his team obviously looks better. Great, good job. Oh, uh, actually, he cut out. Yeah, he cut out. He cut so out that's for our the last mistake. few rounds. That was uh, our yeah, mistake. that's our mistake. Uh, but he took the Bears and Brown. All right. Uh, Barry Brewskies. Barry Brewskies. Um, let's plow through this team. This is a guy that did went unconventional. I don't I don't know why, well, but he went three running backs to start. And he went, uh, you know, and you're going Jamal Charles coming off a career year for Jamal with 19 touchdowns and, and hoping to build off of that. Uh, led the league in, well, led all running backs in fantasy points last year. So to get him as the fourth running back. It's pretty good. Not too bad. You yeah. know, but they also have a much more difficult schedule this year. They had a cakewalk of a schedule last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Then you run into Marshawn Lynch, who, again, People are going to make the, the case. you got two amazing stud running backs. You'll you do. But, again, I don't have the faith in Marshawn Lynch. I see a breakdown coming. And if it's not a breakdown or an injury, it's still a breakdown where he's not going to be a very successful back. The next guy that you guys, again, this is where he did the unique thing where he went for three running backs and Zach Stacy being the third. And, again, Zach Stacy, this is a team that does not also it also has a tough strength of schedule against them. Yep. Here's a guy that really hasn't proven it over a full uh, board of a season. They gave him a lot of heavy workload toward the end of last year, and you worry about 
is he going to be able to continue to sustain the hits is what I worry about. Well, he also... As a third-round pick now, Also too. averaged only 3.8 yards a carry. Right. And you know. was undrafted last year, and now you're making him a third-round pick. Yeah. yeah okay, and you're you taking your third running back before you've taken a quarterback or any wide receivers. Um, I like trying that out in a mock draft. I, I like seeing the concept and seeing how that turns out. But at the same time, losing a lot. I mean, he's still got a... Well, let's, take a look at, yeah. let's take a look at how that's going to be. And remember, Matt Ryan, who I think is a great pick. And right? we have no flex in this either. Yeah, no, there's no flex. So you're not playing that. You're not playing Stacy. So, yeah, it, 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 I don't like that pick at all. And the Rams when, when drafted get a, a Wallace. I mean, the Rams drafted running back. Stacy wasn't drafted. They drafted running back knowing, hey, Stacy may not be the real deal. He, you know, he, hey, listen, the kid's good, but. Third, your third round pick after you have two running backs back off. He will not be on my team. I, I have to say though, after it's that Stacy pick, I'm not willing to his take. next two picks were talking about waiting, not too shabby. Yeah, getting Matt Ryan as your quarterback, as you said in uh, round four, and Michael Crabtree in round five. I, I got to say that if you waited that long, you're waiting to the fifth round to grab your first wide receiver, and you can pull out a Crabtree. That's not it's not it's not as dynamic as I'd like my first wide receiver to be. But at least it's it's a guy who is a number one on a team that's gonna should be passing more. No one likes Crabtree in this room more than I. If I have wide receiver one, Michael Crabtree, I'm not gonna be happy about. Well, it. especially for a guy who goes wide receiver, wide receiver to start most drafts. Well, no, there, there, there's, well, I'm saying if I didn't do that and I go, if I do get something where I go get the first yeah, round, yeah. If I get the first pick, like say a Stags did, and I go with the running back, and then there's sit Arian Foster or, or, or Le'Veon Bell sitting there at the second round. Fuck it, I'll, I'll take it. I'm still not going to be going another running. I'm going to get a Mike Wallace or right. someone. There's other wide receivers. There's uh, you know, well, not, well, there's a lot of other guys. I think, in all honesty, a guy like Jordan Nelson in any draft that you're not in, Dogmatica, slips down to like that third, fourth uh, round. Holy but cow! Ooh, I do. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he slips that far. Uh, maybe you think, maybe third you think, round. Maybe third. That's you think, about you it. Think, I mean, I agree with you guys. You guys are right. But you think Jordy Nelson is a bona fide in all leagues out there, third round pick? Not a chance. I am telling it's you, just people, people know what I know. No, no, no forget we about all that. agree. You don't know. Yeah, 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 we all agree. We all agree. But we all agree. I agree with you. But James but Jones being gone, that that alone vaults him up. Even it's a more. white wide receiver yeah. mentality. It's the whole reason why yeah, you're yeah. able to get a steal. I'll talk later about that. It's the reason why Welker always fucking fell. It just. It's the reason why. Maybe it's the reason why the guy we're talking about, friggin' Jordy Nelson, always falls. I've had him on my team a number of times. All I know is that after and you're like, this guy's available in the sixth, seventh round. After his travel Wisconsin commercial last year, he just went up, up, up my chart. I agree. You but, know, Michael Crabtree is my saying, second I think, receiver. I would, I would be mediocre with with yeah. that. I am not high on Michael Crabtree. Mm-hmm. What his potential could be. Is what people saw at the end of the year two years ago and into the playoffs. That was, however, without Anquan Bolden, without Michael, without uh, Stevie Johnson, and without the four-headed monster as as the running back situation there. But they also were talking without Vernon Davis. Too many mouths to feed in San Francisco for Michael Crabtree to make a difference. So let's say this. I agree. I'm not. I'm not a fan of him. As, uh, Especially I'm saying, talking about Kaepernick. I'm just saying. Him. I'm saying if you can get him in the fifth round for the way that he did this, 
That's not bad. I agree. I agree. Him as his, as his wide receiver one, I agree. That's point, bad. Point if, if I have Craig Kitt as my number two, I want Val Verde as my number three. But here's where it gets even worse. Here's where it gets even worse. Let's look at the rest of this team and the receiving core because, oh, this receiving core is going to get trounced week after week. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. After Crabtree, he took Julian Edelman. I like that. And this pick is a not lot. a PPR league that we're in here. So. I like that pick still. Then Kyle Rudolph, who we know you like, dog. Yeah, I love my Rudolph. But Seventh round, that's a great pick. Your third wide receiver on this team is Marvin Jones. Dude, how did you turn so quickly? You know, I like know? Marvin Jones as a bench guy. I'm not starting okay, Marvin okay, Jones. Okay. This is where again. Go next. Somewhere and over the Dwayne Bow. Then the next The day. catches are still not coming, <laughs> followed by another great disappointment in Danny Amendola. Could be out of the job. <laughs> Bo lost a bunch of weight, supposedly, and he's going back. I think he went back to Larry Fitz's camp to retool. He did You know what happened last time he went to Larry Fitz's camp? 15 touchdowns the next year. You know what happened this year, though? Oh. Still got Alex Smith, a quarterback. That's, that's, that's a fact. That's the kryptonite right there. That drops him. That's so, the kryptonite. Danny Amendola, I think we are all uh, can pick about three or four different New England Patriot wide receivers that we like better than Amendola this year. I like him as a deep, deep sleeper. I think he's going to drop, drop. I like Amendola in the teens. I do. I'm going to take him, and he's going to be there. Yeah. He's going to be there. He might be terrible, but, but if he is, does even mediocre, he's a great pick. This is round 10, though. This is not No, I'm, I, I'm saying it's a bad pick. Oh, okay. I'm saying I like him. Deep, I like him grabbing him in the 15th deep, round. A deep, deep, yeah. I agree. 15th deep round, and goes there. It's like, uh, okay, come on, Danny. That still has potential. Yeah. So here's the one Absolutely. guy that jumped on a, on a defense, took San Francisco in the 11th round. Here's a nice value. You know, again... It's surprising, too, that Philip Rivers goes all the way to the 12th round after the year that he had last year, but no yeah. one was buying into it, and you get him at a good value there. So, Who had um, more points last year, Philip Rivers or Andrew Luck? That's a good question. I, I think it was really close. I think I think Luck ended up beating him, uh, but not by much. Luck did. Luck, uh, no, it was Rivers. <laughs> Holy Luck God. is going in the third round. Rivers is going in the uh, well, I mean, 12th. Luck beat him by, I mean, uh... Rivers beat him by three points. I got you, and I and I think we know that we. I, I think Luck will San score Diego more. Had a case I think Luck will score more points, and I think we know that it's a, the role reversal is going to happen there. But when you sit there and you look at the nine round difference between those two, just goes to show, man. If you hold off on that on that quarterback, I'm not saying it's a great time going in week in and week out with Rivers, but it's not atrocious if you're filling a lot of other talent. Well, if there's any sort of like a telltale of what's going to happen the last five weeks of the season. Luck was sixth. Rivers was thirteen. We'll, we'll put it that way. And Rivers had a cake schedule last year, right? Rivers had an extremely cake schedule last year. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So then we go Rivers, and then you're going to have Darren McFadden. I, I like. I mean, I like it in the in the thirteenth. Run DMP. Who knows? MJD goes down, and this guy realizes he's got one opportunity to make uh, someone pay a mistake and give him a three year. You know. $18 million contract. A guy like this needs that money. He can figure out a way to get it. It's a first-rounder. Wasn't he a fourth overall pick? No, About yeah. Four dude, or five I mean, years the guy's ago. got all the skill in the world. The guy was the guy ran one of the fastest 40 times you'll ever see. Yeah, he's big. And he's 6'2". Six six two. Two. Yeah, he's 6'2", and, you know, and he's got a little beef to him. There was a Question moment is. three years ago or four years ago where... <laughs> 
<coughs> what he was doing down the stretch was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Will he last? <laughs> no, 18, we're not smoking marijuana. Something went in my throat. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Will he last eight <laughs> games this year, or will he not make it through preseason? That's the big question with Run DMP. Absolutely. Room selector. Check it today. We're chatting about medical ethics. What is the illness that they give out ganja for? I believe they've used it for glaucoma. Uh, Where could I catch a disease like that from? I don't know you catch it. I Where think it's something that can develop. Does they give you like Kingston Super Skunk or does they just give you normal Maui Maui? That I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good stuff. So, looking at uh, uh, the next team here, let's let's talk about your next team. Flogging the Bishop Sankey. Flogging the Bishop Sankey. So, uh, seventh pick overall. I really like. You, you jumped early. But said, hey, I'm going to get Jimmy Graham. I'm going to get the best tight end on the board. Um, and again, you look at what is left after that and what were the other first-round picks. You're looking at other running backs, wide receivers um, that are taken here. And none of them are as surefire a guarantee to be as good as Jimmy Graham is going to be. Exactly. The, the top four running backs were gone. You got, I mean, it was McCoy, Peterson, uh, Forte, and Charles. Those, are, those were my top four guys at the time. Peyton Manning, the top quarterback on my list, was gone. Calvin Johnson, the top wide receiver on my list, was gone. So it was either go with the top, no doubt, tight end, or take a chance on the fifth running back on my list. Or, you know, I know that quarterbacks are deep, and I know that uh, uh, wide receivers are a little bit deep, so I decided to go. I'm just going to take the tight end. Jimmy's a great pick. And, yeah. then, and then coming back, uh, you grabbed uh, Giovanni Bernard, who I'm big on this year. I'm huge on him. And you are Val Verde on him. So, uh, and then you got Antonio Brown on, on the wrap as it came back around. And uh, there's a guy that who amazingly stepped up last year. It's going to be interesting to see as they are kind of rededicating themselves as a team to being a more running style oriented team, which is why they brought in Legarrette Blunt, so they can almost just go one two one two all all day long with Le'Veon Bell and Legarrette Blunt and and reestablish Steeler football up front. But Antonio Brown is still going to be the the main weapon. He's there. still going to get a hundred catches. I'll tell you that right now. For everything I've heard in the off season. Um, so far, he looks better than he did. Right, stop last defending year. your team and let's talk. Sorry, you guys go for it. <laughs> go for it. Then you got Matthew Stafford, who I think is a nice pick. Again, here's a guy now that everyone's kind of been down on because he had the one breakout and then he kind of regressed a little bit, but he came back again last year. But people are still not buying in. You added Eric Ebron to this team. You've added Golden Tate to this team. You've given him more weapons. I think there's, this is this is almost like the put up or shut up year. For Matthew Stafford to be a, a, a and the major off, and the offense are about to run from New Orleans. That's happy city. Sixth easiest strength of schedule. Yep, huge. So and then and then you go old a guy who's who's holding himself out of camp right now. Uh, very disgruntled Andre Johnson. Uh, we'll see what what goes on with Andre. He's um, you know. He's a stud if he if he's on Houston. I think he's especially because Fitzpatrick will lean on him and will and will do that. Um, I think that's a benefit. Uh, after that is Jeremy Macklin, um, who has all the potential in the world. We're still waiting to see because he has not yet had a thousand yard season, but he's coming off of the ACL. But he is, from what Chip Kelly says, and this is all you need to know. Chip Kelly 
is going to find ways to, to make him be explosive all over the offense. The number one receiver, Deshaun Jackson, in Philadelphia last year, had his career year. That's all I gotta say, and Macklin is gonna be in that position to do the same. So the one thing I really don't like about this team is I don't like the second running back situation. No, sir. Um, I, I, Frank Gore was the next pick, and then it was backed up with Bernard Pierce, um, and then quickly backed up after Anquan Bolden with Terrence West. Honestly, I think by the end of the season, it's going to be Terrence West who will be the second running back on this team. For sure. Um, Bernard Pierce has the opportunity, but again, it's just I, I, I don't have any faith in this guy. Even though you have to have some faith because the uh, Ravens didn't pick anybody else up to challenge for the job. So yeah, I mean, if, if Ray Rice is suspended for you know six games, if he's only suspended for two, bummer. You know, then Pierce isn't a great pick there. If he's suspended for six games, Pierce could run away with the job, and it's possible he can because he is. A, a, I mean, if you look at his rookie year tape, great tape. You know, it's possible he he has stud potential in him, but we'll see. And then you get a little bit old as you went for Greg Jennings and Ahmad Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and Moreno. And Moreno. Not old, but Moreno's not that old. He's, he's got mileage on the tires. He's, he's a, uh, yeah, and his he's tires are old, 28 around, right around now. 40. He's out of shape. He's a little overinflated on those tires right yeah, now. Yeah, he's about 25 going on 40. It's a little soft. The, uh, the, the thing about Greg Jennings is because he's even already come out and said, this offense is all about Cordero Patterson. Yep. <laughs> he's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm not the guy. <laughs> But he's helping him to be the guy. Yeah. And then you mentioned, you, and you grab the uh, the other Bears. He'll, he'll be in the league for much longer if he does the, that. The very good potential third wide receiver for the Bears of Marquise Wilson. Or Marquise, and, Marquise hey, Wilson. Well, it's, I mean, if Alshon Jeffrey or Marshall happens to go down, knock on wood, I hope they don't, right. obviously. He's a six foot five wide receiver that steps right in. Yeah, I mean, he has all the potential in the world to put up. I hate to say it, it's strange to say, but Alshon. wide receiver one, yeah, wide yeah. receiver one type numbers in that bear system. We haven't seen it yet. All the points sound great. He's got the talents. He wants to do it. He's working out with the right guys. Yeah. But let's not make it seem like it's too easy. Tressman has got something special, but God, I mean, if he is awesome and you're sitting here and he's going across the middle and it's like people got to worry about this guy too. We're going to be shitting down people's throats all season offensively, the Bears. So let's yeah. let's shift from the guy who was shopping at the thrift shop with the kingpins because now he's got handcuffs and cufflinks. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing, he was drafting his suits, was drafting his team. It makes sense. His, his character is a suit with he the is. guy wearing it. He was getting his uh, his shoes buffed. He, I think he got like a, a nice mani pedi during the draft. Not to, not, sorry, just to go back to something real quick with the Bears. Do you guys realize that Trustman himself made Josh McCown a starting quarterback and multi-millionaire? Multi-multi-millionaire in the, in the, in the NFL. 12, how does, how does that happen? Did he get a $12 million deal for two years? For two years. Also how said, does that happen? I've also made Rich Gannon the quarterback that he was. I also uh, made Steve Young a great quarterback as well. <laughs> And if we want to go to Canada... That's a bad trustman. I, I can't do a good trustman. Yeah, well, I mean, Josh McCown... <laughs> you sound like a Coach K. I Josh McCown was going know. to retire before last year started. Yeah. He well, got that. a tryout with the Bears. He got I mean, not a tryout with the Bears, but he just decided to stay on there. Ended up winning that backup job. He ended up playing a couple of games, and now he's a multi-multi-millionaire simply because of trust. Well, what if, what if he's good? 
What if he's you even give some with Lovey? Lovey's the one that actually pulled him off of the high school coaching uh, thing to bring him on the roster. So yeah, it was the old regime. And Trestman just made him the money. He didn't bring him on the team. No, that's not true. that you just said that. Like Lovey, like Lovey. <laughs> like he didn't it's bring like, it's on like the team. On the that, team. It was like you were just discussing. Josh the, is our quarterback. <laughs> Josh is our starting quarterback. <laughs> not say it with a lisp. Josh, don't Josh, don't get Josh. Don't give me any lip on this on this uh, Donald Trump voice, okay? That's your Donald Trump. God, you're fired. You are fired. That's horrible, dude. Much better than your Italian, Irish, Scottish, Australian. Blimey! You you don't even know what you just said. You just repeated something from uh, a commercial. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. From yeah. From. One of those, what is that thing? I don't know. Lucky Charms. Hi. They're magically delicious. Hi. But you better get your voice down, buddy. Hey, listen. I'll do Coach K or something. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Coach K. I love it. All right. Handcuffs and cufflinks. Um, Doug Martin uh, was his first pick, which which could be a good pick. It could be bad. We just, You know, he showed everything. We were so high on Doug Martin last year. It's just a matter of is the health back at 100%. Is the offense going to be anything that's going to be just not vanilla uh, so the defenses aren't going to just zone in on him? That'll be left to be seen. Uh, uh, I, I, I want to say something about Martin. I was actually just watching some film on Martin today. And people forget because he, he was bunched at the line last year and didn't start off really playing all that well. Only had the one touchdown through like seven games or something like that. Very unlike what he had done the year before. People forget just how good this guy was. He was awesome to watch when I was watching some tape of him. The guy is fucking awesome. He really is. If if Lovey Smith and that offense can really get that run game back going again, he can be a steal. I don't want to say that that was a good pick there. I don't agree with him taking him right there with that pick. But he's going to be a steal a nice somewhere if he drops. If he drops, he's going to be a great pick somewhere. But he did get a nice pick in the second round. Arian Foster yeah. is yep. a great second round pick. Again, I almost feel like if you inverted those picks, I wouldn't have gone Arian with the eighth pick. But if you had Arian... Because yeah, I wouldn't take either of those with the, with the eighth pick. I, I really wouldn't. But, it, it, but walking away with those is actually a, a, a nice... It's not bad. No, it's I not like, bad. I like it. It's not bad. There. I mean, there's definitely potential. With and, all again, of it. and what he did too, and this one I, I like too for our listeners, this is a different strategy as well. Because after he goes those two running backs, then he goes tight end. And he got, you know, Orange Julius in the third round, which I like that pick. It's a great one. That's a, that's a great pick. The right only there. question then is it comes in. Right, because here's the quality. The, the, the depth of tight end. The depth of tight end is there, but Julius is a guy who I almost think is the second best tight end. So if you if you value him there, because if you don't believe that you think Gronkowski is going to get hurt, that's a good pick. You're then, right. but then the other only problem is, it. what does it do to his wide receivers? Because now you've not again, you're waiting three rounds and you still haven't drafted a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean it depends on what's sitting there for you. I think he went for the value. He probably had him the highest on his tiers compared to what was left at sure. wide receiver and and running back. Yes, it leaves him with his fourth pick, Michael Floyd as his top wide receiver, which I would. Not I, I. I do believe in a breakout out of Floyd. I do believe he's going to be I do too. Uh, one of the, one of the, one of the better wide receivers this year. But when you're looking at your team, you're like, man, that's really my my number one guy. It's tough. Uh, but you can only say that when you look at the rest of his team, where his 
second wide receiver, and we're going to skip a little bit here with the picks, his second wide receiver who he gets in the seventh round is Golden Tate. His third wide receiver who he gets in the eighth is Riley Cooper. And the next one he gets. Yeah, and and then the fourth wide receiver that he gets is ninth in the ninth round is Hakeem Nix. I'm not not liking that wide receiver core. No, the wide receiver core is very tough there. His fifth round pick, getting a Colin Kaepernick. Huge boomer, I don't want to say boomer bust because I don't see bust in there at all. You could have gotten him later. You could have gotten him a little bit later. I feel when he when he took him, I was like, I was like, that didn't didn't feel like a pick that he wanted to make. It felt like uh, I don't know. I think you you can wait on on Colin. I think Colin's a great sixth seventh round draft pick this year, and you're gonna I, be able. I think if you're, you're gonna be able to get him there, if you're in a ten to twelve man league and you didn't get one of those top three guys that you're you're really thinking of three or four guys, whatever. I think you can just wait, wait it out. Why? To, why waste your fifth round pick on Colin Kaepernick when you could possibly get him a round later, him maybe two rounds later, or get a guy, uh, you know, somebody else a few rounds later, like uh, Romo. You're talking now, now here's, about. Here's another. Here's another issue. Russell Wilson. Here's another issue for the team. You got yeah. Doug Martin, who's coming off of the injury at, uh, at as his number one. You got Aaron Foster, who's. We know is, has not been a hundred percent healthy. Back surgery. His number one backup running back, we know is gonna be suspended. Ray Rice. Yeah. The knockout came. So um, It sucked last year, by the way. Right. So <laughs> really bad. And then and then as you, as you He's done. here's the worst part. Opinion. As you drop down below him, the next running back that he took to protect in this team was Stephon Taylor. Okay? We're not Stephon Taylor fans. And then, and then after that, he grabbed Roy Hewu Jr. So that's who you have. So we we basically hate the running back and the wide receivers in this team. The upside well, of the first like two the top running, backs, running backs. Yeah, I hate but the back. The upside of yeah. the first, but those guys you just said they're both coming off injuries. The question, a lot of question marks there, and you basically put a lot on your team by doing that. But I think right now the the thing that to me that crushes this team. Almost is that Orange Julius third pick, because you can go in and you can get something so much different there. I I don't know. This team's a little tough to me. It, I, I think his fifth wide receiver is going to end up possibly his number two or three. Boykin. Boykin. Yeah, I really do. It's and good position. I, I mean, as soon as we get to uh, Rogers, which is the last team, that's fine. I'm going to say something about the Packers. We won't talk about. I'm going to tell you something. Streeter in the fifteenth round. Yeah. I do like that. I, do uh, I think Streeter is a great uh, a sleeper pick over there in Oakland. Um, he seems like a guy that's going to be around for a little bit. I like him. He's the exact type of guy that, that, pro player. that either Shaw yeah. or a rookie quarterback in Derek Carr, whichever one, would love to actually throw to. Right. Yep. So my, my close, close them out quickly, and then we're going to get over to your... Uh, Stephen oh, Hoshka in the 16th. Uh, and he took Seattle Seahawks what? in the 10th way too early. Yeah, that, that, that was another I'm going to let you guys talk about my team here a little bit, but I want you to realize, this team, I love this team. I like everything that I did as far as how I backed up the way that I drafted this team. This team is the, the number nine team. I'm taking it to the nines. Yo, science. What is it all about? Technology. What is that all about? Is it good or is it whack? There's a bloke from around my hood, Staines, called Rainbow Jeremy, who rejects everything to do with science. He just chill at home, he smokes his own homegrown, and check this, he don't have 
a telly. Mm-hmm. And in Shitnew, he don't have a telly. Yeah. He lives in a house, though. Yeah. You and should, that you house should. is a product of technology. No, he ain't got no technology in it. You can check out his website. He ain't the got house nothing itself. in it. It's got a website. He, he wears clothes, shoes, what? he eats food. As computers made our lives better. I don't think there's any question about it. Will computers ever be able to work out what multiplied by nine 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 the answer is yes. The answer is yes. I love technology. Whenever I use that reference, I feel like no one ever says it, but I'm always I always I love technology. Allergies are great. You know what I was saying? Eight nine nine. Oh. So talk about my number nine. Guys, greatest. Um, I would. I, God, I, I don't know what's going on. I can't here. even see. I'm I'm crying. I can't even see. That. I, I can't either. Point. Holy cow. Oh, um, while I was going off there, I was looking over your team. Uh, it's it's my it is my favorite team thus far. I, I, I will admit. The only problem I have is with the tight ends. And we'll get to him as I go through this. <laughs> no, go through it. Go through it. Go, go ahead. ahead. But uh, not not Rose style. We gotta go. Through, we gotta go yeah, through kind of no, quick. But. Demarius Thomas uh, with the nine pick, love it. I think he's a top a top three uh, wide receiver this year, if not top two. Um, and it's possible that he can actually do better than Calvin Johnson this year. No That's doubt. my personal. No opinion. doubt about it. Brandon Marshall as your second, Yikes. getting him back uh, in the second round. There, love it. Love that fucking call. Uh, third round. Unheralded, somebody that I think could slip in certain drafts, uh, in drafts in that people don't have a lot of knowledge of what's going on. I'll tell you that right now. Robert Griffin III, love it. That guy is going to so be much upside. All star stud this year in that system that's going to be run by Bruden. There, oh, forget about it. Dude, the, the, the guy is going. The guy made Andy Dalton a top five freaking fantasy quarterback. What it's do you think he's going to do with Robert Griffin? If it With doesn't Sean work Jackson out, and Griffin's going to be out of the league like within two years. <laughs> Seriously. He's got that guy. If he can't pull it together in this one, but I agree. He's, we will. I think Griffin's a stud. RG3. Oh, he's got all the weapons ah, in the freaking world, too. The and you have to worry about Alfred Morris, oh. who you also happen to have on this team with your next pick. Which, um, which I want people to understand, too. Alfred Morris is number or no? No, it was just a matter of again. I'm, I'm, I wanted RG3. I wanted them? no coupling. You know, oh, just like no, no, no. You know, so it's like, are you saying I think this team's going to score a lot of power in numbers? And now I got the passing and the running. Well, no, because it, that was the whole thing. The, the fact is, I would, I was, I loved RG3 in the third round. I was looking at my tiers and the value of where I was getting, who I was getting there, and it was, you know, Nick Foles, Andrew Luck. You guys had just taken all those guys, so I'm like, hold on, RG3. I need to put you on this team. Got him on the team. Then as it's coming back around, I'm looking at the running backs. And this is, again, where it's like, you know, he was really probably the biggest beast that was left on the board. And the thing is, is that 
in the last offensive regime, for whatever reason, they just didn't give him any of the carries in the red zone. They, you know, all of a sudden, you look at his effectiveness, his yards per carry, and everything was still amazing last year. He was still the same Alfred Morris he was the year before. It just didn't get any of the credit, and they gave everybody else the ball in the red zone. You guys he probably got him. He probably got him there, and then was like winded, went out and touchdown score. That but, happens. But the best part of well, the I was going to say, uh, you, have you seen Varsity Blues? Remember the the the, the all state running back that on there? Mm. Uh, no, it's not a great movie. I'll no, tell you that right now. Is this the favorite movie? Because it had something to do with football. I had to watch. Yeah, it. yeah. It's it's with that uh, the, the, you know whatever. The, it's I, Dawson I, Creek movie. Dawson yeah. Creek guy. Vander Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. The the all put the all state running back. Voight. The the all state running back only gets like two touchdowns, even though he had like two thousand yards or something like that, because he was black. And I was about to compare Shannon that, but. The other guys who got the running back, uh, the, the touchdowns, Young and uh, Halo Jr., they're also black. I, know, I didn't want to call Shannon a racist, but he, well, he's something. He's a he's a stu- he's a stifler. He's he a, is he's a stifler. A, he's trying. He's Absolutely. trying. He's trying to always meddle. He doesn't with, want a guy to get shit. too big of a head. He's out of the league now. He's, he's done. Right. He's not he doesn't want anyone yeah. to get too he's big retired. Look did, for, did you hear he turned down a job uh, in the booth with Fox Sports? No, thank God. They said that he was tinkering with it. He went in and he did a couple of uh, talks with uh, whoever the main guy. He turned is. it down or got play by play. No, he's like, I just can't do it. I'm done. Huh. Uh, the only I thing I was going to say, guy. too, is that with... Um, I think uh, he's too good for it. With him. Jay Gruden coming in there, we know it's going to be more of a passing offense. But at the same time, look at what the Bengals did. They still gave the ball to their running backs inside the red zone and let them run the ball. Morris. Yeah. My next pick I love the best. Yeah, my third good. wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great third rice wide receiver to have a Corderell Patterson. That guy has potential beyond potential, and we all know what that guy can do. Then this is where listen. I don't mind Greg Olson being taken in the season. He's your favorite. I love Greg Olson. So you I know, know, you know that this was like this was me looking at my chart, going, I can't believe it's there. I'm taking him. When Olsen is dependent on to be the only guy there, because I I really believe that he is kind of the only guy that there is. I don't think he does as well. You want you look at the stats last year against the teams where you could tell that he was the only guy that they were going to guard. He doesn't do as well. Well, but uh, listen, the guy does have potential. It's just that he's a year older. He's approaching thirty now. I don't know. It's, he I, still had over a hundred targets the last uh, two years that he's been with Carolina. He'll have well over that this year. He's just it, it, there's not a ton of upside. You know what you're getting out of him. So let, let, I'll, I'll give you a quick recap. Of but, what he's I still, but he's still he's still one of the better. If you're yeah, in the league, tough. still one of the better tight ends. So to, to complement this team, that's not an issue I have. I start to I start to let's just quickly burn through some of these other plays, and I'll make some commentary, and let's just quickly go go for it. Get get. I, I like that Olsen pick. I think you know. What do you, the next round you're getting Zach Ertz. You know, it's like I think Olsen is much better and much more reliable than Ertz. The upside for Ertz might be higher. Kyle Rudolph, Dennis Pitta, Jordan Reed were all still there. No, they, oh, yes, they look, were. I was looking. Uh, yeah, I was looking down. Uh, I was all those guys were taken in the right. seventh. You got yeah, Olsen right. in the sixth. Okay, I, I I still like it, but I agree. I think I like Reed, Pitta, and Kyle Rudolph. But that's your guy. That's so, my guy. That's your guy. My, the problem Move I have around, if that's your and guy, as you discussed the rest of the team, the problem that I have with this team, and I, and I tried to draft a lot of them, was the second running back. I didn't like where I was at with my second running back, so I grabbed a bunch. Yes, which I think was a great move, and I think he did fine with it. Getting your Joy Bell uh, right there in the seventh, I think that guy's a ton of potential in that new New Orleans style offense. Jeremy Hill, who is going to get a ton of touchdowns. There's going to be huge volume there, even though I think. Uh, Giovanni Bernard is going to have 300, 300, 
23 and 30 plus, you know plus touches I still believe that Jeremy Hill is going to have at least 150 to 180 well, I think it's 200 one, I, think it, I, think it's about, I think it's 180 to 210 is where he yeah, is Yeah I agree I, I agree which touches. is fine and he's, he's a red zone type guy from the as well this year red zone type of guy as well your backup quarterback in the next round right Jay Cutler, huge potential. I there. thought you were going to open up a smoking Jay Cutler shirt. I know you do. I, know <laughs> I own that did. shirt. I know. I thought he, I thought he loved it so I much. Never that he picked it up. I never wore orange. I never wore orange. You were so confused. What the fuck is? That I knew exactly what it was. I was like, is that our kickball or you got something going on? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Something special is happening. I never wear shirt. orange. Um, right after that, your big guy that you we have some bets on, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to be the top rookie receiver? We made a bet on that. Yep. I do not. I have the field. You have Mike Evans. But that's I love fine. the way this is the only rookie this whole team's got. Yeah. And yes. I think that's one of the reasons why you might love it so much. It's like you look at some of these other I wasn't teams. Stupid. My first team. I didn't get. There's like three. I love Cooks. I love them. But if you t- if I take Cooks, I can't go and do a couple more rookies. You can't do it. I did it no. with my first team. I took. Eric Ebron, I took Bishop Sankey, I took Odell Beckham Jr. I went two. There's up. nothing wrong with loving a rookie and going in on him, but if you do that, pick pick one or two of right. them and stay away. And I stayed just there standing up five rookies five, in a right. 20, 16, 20 round draft. You, it's not gonna do you anything. And Mike Evans, I again, I do like again. This, yeah. is, this is a prototypical guy who should. All things considered, should be the best wide receiver when it's all said and done this year for the rookies. I do. The reason why I don't believe he will be is because he's the number two receiver uh, on the Tampa Bay no, Buccaneers, yeah. led by Lovey Smith. That's why I said should. That's why I said. I named <laughs> in the right place. I don't know. I a, named both of my teams after ready. rookies, but I only took one rookie on each team. Smart. So after Evans, though, the other pick that I really like is I took LeGarrette Blunt there. Again, because, again, I think that Pittsburgh is going to not just be he's the backup. I think that they're going to employ where he's going to be a runner who's going to see but the at only least way 10 to really, 12 carries a game. The only well, no, way you really like to pick is if, if, if Val goes down, sure. then all of a sudden you're like, all right, I got to well, sick RB. Or, or you have to realize, too, again, like I talk about how handcuffs are these days. This is a handcuff to, to him no matter what because – if Bell fumbles once or twice, all of a sudden Blunt can get the chance, and he's that's that's how Blunt's lost his job a bunch of times. So yeah. he knows that he yeah, that that they people look at him, and if he fumbles once, he loses his job. So Blunt in the eleventh round, I like I like what you can do there. Yeah, that's that's, for a, that's sure. a good potential pick. Justin Hunter, great, great, great pick in the twelfth. Um, I'll tell you right now that. That ESPN and Yahoo have him up in like the 20s or 30s or something for wide receivers. I completely disagree with them, but I still love him. And that's where Houdini saw it on the ESPN site because he loves ESPN. Oh, it's all I do. It's all I watch. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Uh, All right, the next pick for you is Jared Cook. Um, Obviously, we saw what he can do in some prime moments last year. Team could have some great offensive moments, and he could be a big part of it. That value you get there, I think it's a fucking great pick. Yeah. Uh, Steve Smith in the 14th before you take your last two picks of the uh, of the defense and kicker. Steve Smith is your last pick? Fucking A. Why not? It's like that slow and steady, know what you get, but you know what you're going to get. And the upside, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an, uh, a competitive guy. He wants to be great. It's like, it, well, I, I, I like have... it almost to a bold and leaving First from uh, the Cardinals and going to the Ravens, and then last year when they went, we went from there. He's always just like 
give me competition. Let me and, he, and a guy like that, no matter how old they are, and this guy's old. I think he's the oldest wide wide receiver in the league. He's older. Is he older than, no, than Moss? 36, 37. Here's the best part. Oldest starting wide receiver, man. I may, based on drafting him as my last player in this draft, I may only have to start him once or twice a year. But here's the other reason. If I have to start him, I like watching Stevie Smith. Absolutely. Because Stevie Fist gets into it with everybody. Oh, yeah, he does. He <laughs> yeah. makes you feel good about your team. You know what? You want to throw a fight with our team? I got little, I got little Napoleon here who's going to beat the crap out of you. Here's the only problem <laughs> with the pick. Value, where you got it. The Ravens, for wide receivers, have the toughest strength of schedule. And I don't think that maybe affects him as much as maybe it affects a, a Pitta uh, and a Torrey Smith, you know, because he's kind of the third fiddle. But at the end of the day, they got a tough schedule, and I think it's going to be a tough year for the passing game of Flacco and the wide receivers. But don't be afraid, if, like I did, if he's your sixth wide receiver. No doubt. Hey, I, I'm saying it's a great pick. Let's there. move on to the pharmacists. The pharmacists, go. Monty Ball as the first pick, which... Is not going to excite anyone, but it's going to be a Me solid neither. pick. It's going to be a very solid pick. As we always say, Peyton Manning's your quarterback. You got 1,000 yards. You got 10 touchdowns. Uh, it's going to happen. No, Sean Moreno did it last year and then ended up being a top five running back. Uh, second pick, I love. You get Julio Jones in the second round. Um, phenomenal. Uh, there, there's a lot of value there. This is where I think it gets a little bit dicey is – Third round, a guy that we love is the Duke. But Ellington in the third round, I don't know. It's it's it, it's always. What do you think, dog? And to me, it, it seems it's it's a it's a risky type proposition. I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Um, listen, I I love absolutely love Ellington as a player. I think he he's going to be a huge boon for for Arizona. Is he an ultimate fantasy type player? I think he's going to give you some some good, really good games. He's going to give you some really, really nice games, but he's not a, going to be a big touchdown guy, mm-hmm. which is where you get a lot of your fantasy points from. Um, unless you're in PPR, he's not he's not going to give you those big, huge games that you're looking for. He's more of a steady, te- a decently steady type of RB two. But, but how do you feel though, matching it up with Monty Ball? Because Monty Ball is that guy who is going to be your touchdown guy. So. And should be your it should be your more steady guy. So is this a good pairing by grabbing uh, Andre Ellington in the third round to have a guy who's maybe going to pop every other week or every third week, but pop big and have your steady guy that's 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 uh, bringing you points along the way? Is that a good is that a good building uh, method for a team? It's int- uh, listen, if he had, all right, okay, so I like him as I like him as the second running back to a Monty Ball. I definitely like that as a, a second running back to a Monty Ball. I would have liked to have seen something that is more of a sure thing behind him. I love the up the upside of their of his third running back, who he got in the sixth round in Pierre Thomas. Yeah. Love the upside of a Pierre Thomas there, but it's not a sure thing either mm-hmm. because New Orleans is moving to a somewhat new system. They're not going to have Sproles there. Um, it a lot of personnel changed there. It's not a sure thing. I love what the possibilities are of, of Pierre Thomas. I'll actually tell you that um, we'll talk. We'll talk about more about Pierre Thomas later. But at the, behind him, there's a hopefully Carlos not Hyde. too much more. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, true. But, but, but beyond it, him, there's also Carlos Hyde as his fourth running back. Which is also I problematic. Liked, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a sure thing. It's a, it's a crowded backfield, and then the running back behind him is a James Starks. Oh, there. So, as you go through all these running backs, you got, and that's where it ends up. So, you got Monty Ball, Andre Ellington. You got Pierre Thomas grabbed in the uh, in the in the uh, sixth round. You got Carlos Hyde who was grabbed in the ninth round, and you got um, James Starks who was grabbed in the eleventh round. It's 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 iffy. It's iffy. You know, but um, only because you don't like Hyde. It's a lot of well, young. I, I, I don't like him. I don't like him because no, it's of, just, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. There's a lot of youngsters there. I mean, Marcus Pierre Thomas, Frank Gore is still going to get carries. Although that supposedly Gore is going to go down at least fifty carries, but still, either way. Um, if Gore's still getting 200 carries, that's 200 more that takes away from the potential of what these sure. guys can do. For I don't sure. love so much the uh, the the post-ball running back situation here at all, but I did try and couple them with fully upside and explosion guys, fully with Ellington, but a lot of upside guys along with him, I think he can be that tried-and-true horse um, and plug-and-play, and hopefully I hit one on the other running backs. And that's kind of my approach, even without... And this team, I went running back high. So to be honest, this approach for me is should be maybe more if I went with a running back, uh, with a, a wide receiver, wide receiver, or tight end QB, or you know running back QB, where I'm going to be in some leagues, and I was kind of testing it out in this model here, getting some running backs in those middle ranges, and hopefully have more rounds than what we had here, but really try and stock up on some depth there and not know what I have, but if something strikes, I love roll your fucking wide receivers. This is what I was going to say. With, with what, what you did, how you, how you got on the on the running back, but you still had Julio Jones, and then you grabbed Pierre Garçon uh, after Ellington in the fourth round, then you grabbed Ronnie White in the fifth round, who I love Ronnie White. Now, my biggest problem with your team is... I'm not liking your picks in round seven and eight. I mean, I like them. I just don't like them because they're starters. You know, Zach Ertz, I think, has all the potential, but he's also a guy that I, he's he's, okay. he's wavering on that line of top ten or not top ten. So well, like, I love, I, the thing is, I agree with that, but I love who he backed him up with. Charles Clay. Right, and I love Charles Clay, too. I, I'll talk about him because I have him as yeah. one of my, my, my guys here. But... Um, that the thing about might have been, might have been a lot. Here's your here's your biggest risk for this team. And again, we talk about how with the one team that where Peyton Manning goes first, how you just feel so warm and fuzzy about that. You're picking a guy that's got a lot of upside, a lot of upside. We like the upside. We talk about Mike Wallace and everything. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has the potential to make the leaps, but at the same time, he still has the potential to have a lot of growing pains as a young quarterback, which means that. You know, is this team does is he going to provide enough consistent points for this team to win on a week by week basis, or is this team, because of his potential inconsistency, going to be a team that's going to have to fight for victories by two, three, four, five points in close battles? Uh, you know, and end up being closer to like a after thirteen week season, close to be like a seven and six type team because of that. There's no question this team's reliant on a on a top ten. Even more, you know, a great, great season by Ryan Tannehill. An unproven commodity. First of all, I'll say in Dog's SOS, I trust. And in a third-year quarterback who's just got a whole different deal going this year than he did last year. And last year, in many moments, he looked as good as anybody else out there that you could get after the third or fourth. I want to ask you a philosophy question. And I'm in. I, I'm willing. Here's what I'll say. Last week, the one thing I'll say about this. 
on a certain on a, on a certain team, because I still feel it. If this guy sucks by week six, I'm going to be able to pick up somebody or trade somebody. But I, I like this team enough where I I'm I will re- rely. It'll happen in a league. I'm going to rely on Tannehill. And I'm going to say I trust you. Philosophy. And it might it might blow up my face, but it might be like holy fuck, Tannehill. So philosophy question for you. You waited on this team to the eighth round to pick a quarterback, and I know that you normally don't do that. Are you? No, I don't know if that's true. Okay, do you? So I'm I, don't, saying, I do do that. Actually. As you look at this team now, do you do you wish that you had maybe spent a pick a couple rounds earlier, one of those on a quarterback instead of waiting that deep to have Tannehill as your starter? Or do you? Well, you don't even have a backup for Tannehill. Yeah, that I mean that that's different because we're, we're short. We were short. I should have just I should have. I understand that, but I agree with that point. I don't have a backup on what we see here, but I would have a backup. Here's what I'll say: not at all. I mean, I look around, and you got a Russell Wilson, I think, around. That's all I want to yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want Russell Wilson at all. Okay. And this guy's not, a runner. This guy's a runner. He's got the deep threat. He's got he's got the talent. You guys love Clay. We like Heartline. This guy's got it. good talent. It, the th- running situation is what sucks, and he's the passer. How many 300-yard games do you think Tannehill had last year? Five. He did. He had five. five? I don't know how in the world you would have guessed that. I think I might have done something on it. I think okay, yeah, pros yeah. and cons or something. How many pros do you think? Uh, yeah, oh, that might have been it. How many How many 300-yard games do you think Aaron Rodgers had last year? Well, he only played in uh, eight games. All right, uh, Nick Foles. Three. Two. Four out of out of Rodgers, by the way. And we uh, talked about how many misplays. Andrew Luck. Right. Andrew Luck. Four. Three. Three. Tano had five, and dude, that he is saw not how many misconnections. I, I saw, I saw, I saw personally Mike Mike Wallace, who I like a lot now, drop so, a touchdown pass so maybe this to win is the, the guy for sixty five yards. So then, this, listen, he's a cake cat. Let me yeah. let me pinpoint this then, because then this is a guy, you know. And again, if you're going to project growth, and you should, it's a risk. You, no, no, no. But if you're going to take a strategy, that if you're going to wait. To the eighth round, you're going to build up all your other positions first, and you're going to wait on that quarterback. And and I will tell everyone that's listening, this is a quarterback who, if you do the strategy, will be there. He will be sitting available. No one's going to be grabbing him ahead of this. Easiest schedule you know, of any quarterback. Yep. Now, the Third only thing year. that I would say, suggest is this. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with waiting, Charles say, that, that deep to get a quarterback. But what I would also say is maybe in the next round, I might grab his backup. I yeah, would go never do court. that. That Sometimes, defeats no. the whole purpose of just doing that. No, now, not to I me, do, because, because I, you're... Then I do not like doing that wait forever and then double up. Because I feel like I believe in him. Now, I want, I need a backup. I didn't get one because we were doing 16 rounds. Yeah. But I, I don't believe in that backup, backup. Because I've done that before, and I did it last year, somewhat, or two years ago, somewhat with... Um, Kaepernick and, and Russell Wilson. I yeah, but think. you did that. That's and, earlier. And you, did. You, you did it earlier. No, no. Eighth no. ninth round. This was eighth and ninth round. Yes. Ninth and tenth round. You yes. took him Kaepernick and Russell Two Wilson last ago? year. Yes. No, no, no. Not it, last no, no, no. Year. I had Kaepernick. You took Romo two? and Wilson. Okay, it was, Romo. It was, it was, it was okay, you're right. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That was two years ago. Yep. Okay. Fair what enough. round was that? And I did do that. No, it was no, it was last year. It was Romo and Wilson. No, I'm thinking about well, maybe it was two years ago. ago. Yeah, no, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but both yeah, those guys seem similar. I think to Romo me, and to me, it, it's, it's it's not Aaron guys that are guys that are both people who double down and they're grabbing two starters. I'm saying if you're waiting until everyone else has grabbed their starter, it's still smart to grab the next two guys that are off the board because 
You've already grabbed all your depth in all the other positions, so you are protected in the other positions. You've waited until the ninth and 10th round to take your quarterback. My 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th picks are my most important picks. You said you didn't like a few of them. I understand. Those are my most... I cannot take two quarterbacks in there, even if I've waited all the way. I can't do it. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to take... Two quarterbacks in in round sixteen and seventeen or something, and and just, and, I just pick I, up pick up someone. I like the upside. I just worry. I worry, I worry about my fantasy league being my fantasy season being dependent on this eighth round pick working out. That's all I'm saying. This I worry. About I hear you. I hear you. The quarterback's the most important position. Go on. Let's move it, move through so we can get to the last two teams. Okay. Well, we talked about Carlos. I, I love getting uh, Aaron Dobson in the tenth. Like that, that that's a great. Uh, is he the wide receiver one, two? What is he there, you think? Um, I think when he's healthy and ready to go, he is the outside threat, and he's the type of guy who will put up he'll put up five great games this year, and the rest uh, year. I mean, most 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 guys are, are a guess. You know, they'll put up five great games, and you got to guess on the rest. He's one of those type of guys you're you're loving him as a wide receiver. I think three. you're right. You know. You're it's not that much. Three. It's, gonna, it's in a New England Patriots offense. I, I don't think that's bad at all. Less than a third of the games, he's going to have some nice games. Yeah, I agree. As long as he stays healthy and as long as he is healthy. Those are two big things, but the guy is a much bigger stud than people realize. The and the one thing I love about sticky, him... Sticky, sticky hands. One thing I love about him, and he's in the perfect team. And I think this is why team player, certain players become great when they're in certain franchises. I mean, you look, we talked earlier when I saw you at lunch today about... Derek Jeter, and you told me all these great things about Jeter and the reason. Respect to him. Respect with a two instead of uh, yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but all this, all this, um, and you just look, and the same goes with Tom Brady. Same goes with all these players. Aaron Rodgers. Same goes with, not Peyton Manning, wherever he went it was going to be. But situational. You just look. If, imagine if Derek Jeter went to the Toronto Blue Jays. In 95. You know yeah, what I mean? Instead different. of being a team yeah. that just needed a young guy that was solid, that could play a great position that was needed, and then we're, we're, that's, that gets us over the top. Yeah. Now, I feel the same way about, about this player where it's just like Dobson, Brady's around. Belichick. And you're, you're even seeing reading with, with um, you know, uh, Revis Island saying like, I get it now. Why, you know, these guys are always the best. Yeah. There's a different mentality here. There is. There's a different way of life, and there's no fucking around. Rex Ryan, I love you. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. We were awesome. They were neck and neck. Beat the Patriots, I think, two years with Revis. But they didn't have that year-round, this is it, work, 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 work. It was more like, we're studs, we did this, go do your thing, and then go have fun. Doesn't work. Um, So I just love the way that Dobson is... In the right setting and wants to be great. Valverde. Valverde. Valverde is similar. Yeah, Valverde is very similar. In the right situation and he wants to be great. And he's learning from the best. Valverde. Marquise Lee in the 13th Uh round. Another rookie. Hey, that's a rookie. Um, Houdini throws his beer. (laughs) I sure did. (laughs) It is dripping out, and he's got a good. It's, it's got ounce. it's an icicle on there. Let's a, be honest. This team, I only had Carlos Hyde. Which, in hindsight, looking at, and this is why we do mock drafts. You, you want to take, you want to draft teams to see ways that you would go different. While I do like Hyde because I think that he's on that fantasy and numbers team, I agree. There was only two rookies, but I like this Hyde rookie. and Lee. Uh, yeah, Carlos I Hyde did. and Marquise. I Lee. wish I hadn't taken Hyde to be honest, but. 
Lee late? Don't you think he is going to have yeah, a lot of opportunity? That's fine with late. It's if you like Robert team. Woods, compare compare Robert Woods' season last year to what you think Lee could do this year. Um, working with, uh, I, yeah, he could do that. EJ, this yeah, he could do that. Rookie he too. can do that. Working with Chad Henney. Uh, run do you think off? Bortles? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Houdini's sentiment on the Jaguars. Why would Bortles not start day one? Or if they do wait, wait till you know week four, week. I mean, Bortles. They took them. They got all these other rookies. Is there any reason? Yeah, I, I, listen, I agree with it. They say that they're going to. They say they're going to bench him for the whole year. Like Bortles? I said, yeah, it's, it makes no sense to me. They were so scared off about what happened with Garrett. They are. They're just really scared about what happened with Gabbert. Good point. It's the only team I would say that would absolutely do that. It's because wow. of Gabbert. You're right. Period. I didn't even and I listen. I agree with you guys. There's no reason not and to and play it's, him. It's blinded by judgment. It, it, it is it's because you you moved up to get him. You know this it's is unbelievable. How Gabbert could not only ruin the Jaguars franchise and his own career, but the future of the franchise. You have to with be, Bortles. Like you we talked about really by his. Yeah, his action. Are you about to juggle? I am. Are you going to juggle over there? But you is—he's palming three empty tall boys. I love it. And I'm just—I was just wondering if he's going to toss one in the air and start doing a juggle. And the thing—the thing thing is, too, you were talking about. um, uh, What was it? God, I forgot what we were just talking about. Bortles uh, and Blake Gabbert. The juggling lost me. I lost another juggling. But I had there was a point that I was going to make, and I totally lost it. So go ahead. No worries. No worries. Well, let's 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 close me out, and that's Kenny Britt, another guy that I think you know. He's 25 years old. Uh, He's been probably Pyromaniac's biggest he uh, thorn in our side. We have talked about this guy more per volume than any other person besides Val Verde. But we've talked about this fucker so much, and he's just yielded so few points and all potential, no delivery. Val Verde all over. Tony's computer. That's okay. I Val Verde all over. I Val all over a couch in the other room here. So yeah, it's and my computer that me and Houdini agreed to this weekend. Whatever, this is, whatever this, Imperial style this is the drinking one. was the is the hardest thing to clean this off of a computer ever. Mm-hmm. It is called. I spent uh, literally thirty five minutes. It's called. I, I, it was on the back of my computer. I didn't realize until later. I closed it. I was like. Oh, so, you couldn't even get off your computer. No, with, so this I bought, is called I bought, I bought the, the 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 guilty party is called minutes. black chocolate stout, what brewed by the Brooklyn Brewery. What did they put in it? We yeah. try, I tried to muffle my madness, but Houdini kicked a beer into the air and it went all over couches, uh, computers. computers. Friendships were hurt. I brought I arguments brought, I brought were had. <laughs> $4,000 paintings were yeah. spewed with yeah. chocolate sauce. No, <laughs> chocolate sauce. I did my best Frank Drebin. I did my best Frank Drebin. Nice. I like Bingo. It. All right. Well, let's go to the next guy. So, Kenny Britt, I think, you know. All right, might be I don't want to talk about him anymore. Well, let's we, go. Hold on. <laughs> I love Kenny Britt. As I, he's 25. Gigantic he's stud. The fact that he's only 25. You would, I would think that he's 35 by now. I agree. And you're going to be able to get him with your last... Three picks in any draft. So the, the thing that I love about him this year, 
Listen, laugh. The, I've I've made up shit to love him in years past. Yeah, just because I I just I loved him from the year one, but now being back with Jeff Fisher makes it a little bit more understandable that he could really actually do something. You know what I love about him? Brian Quick and Chris Givens. Austin Pettis. <laughs> Austin Pettis. I mean, just garbage. Okay, Tavon Austin, you got him. We know his side part. All yeah, right, we're talking about Tavon Austin. It's, a, it's, a, it's slot receiver. Put it, put it on the outside. Get him going. I wish we had uh, Val Verde here to do his flaming farts <laughs> thing, but... One th- one uh, reason why. Uh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> he was hilarious. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But this well, guy yeah, likes you, to you, fart. You, this yeah. guy likes to fart. So we're gonna fart right here. Uh, he was hilarious. And please, one, all this podcast and first segment so far. It's got super long. We're two hours over two hours, but we'll we'll, we'll get through our, our second segment fast. Um, it, you can listen to the mock draft number one. Pyro Podcast, two episodes ago, so that's going to be episode 21, and uh, we were going through the whole podcast based around this draft we're talking about, and uh, Val Verde did a great job with some of his voiceovers. Like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do... I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, yeah, that. you're lisping uh, you, Donald Trump. You're going to do uh, That's what you Donald should do. Donald Trump? You should do your, you should do your yoga. Uh, y- yoga. I should call him yoga. There is do or do not. Yoda, Yoda. Okay, that was good too. That was good. Oh my god, we got a couple Star Wars nerds here. Imagine that. Get to it. <laughs> All right. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Flaming farts. Eddie Lacy, first pick. At number eleven, I'm. You know, it's we talked about Eddie Lacy, and uh, you know, he's got the potential. He's, he's at least going to give you ten. He should give you at least ten touchdowns. So. You, you, I'd say right there, going back to what you said earlier with the quarterback thing, you got Drew Brees. Right. And well, he, who we got anyways? But an Aaron Rodgers, take a take Drew them. Brees or an Aaron Rodgers over an Eddie Lacy in the first round. Agree. Disagree. And I'll tell you well, why. I agree. I no 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 no. I'll and tell depends, you. I'll depends tell you on your rules. Depends no, on your no, rules, no, no, but no. not to a degree. Look, okay, go on. Go ahead. He's the eleventh pick. He knows that number twelve is the wraparound. Is only going to take one QB, and yeah. Breeze and Rodgers are there. Good pick. Good so pick. he knows. He's like, I don't know which one to take. I'll let him decide for me. I'm going to take call. the running. Or, you're right. You're or right. I agree. It with depends that. too. If you're in a situation where you're like, I don't. It's Eddie Lacy or Demarco Murray or, or or a couple other guys. I don't care. I'm going to take the quarterback that I want, and I'll pick whichever running exactly. back comes. But back. I agree. Probably right there. He's probably like Breeze. Rodgers, I'm fine with either of them, but I like this guy. So that's a great And you're point. also right because there's a guarantee that no one's taking two quarterbacks with their first two picks. <laughs> that's something that you would do no, in one I, of your leagues. I should. I should just, the other just guy. Just to try it. Just to try it. And yeah, see what you would happens. do it like, all right, guys, let's try it. And then what happens is. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen too. And you know what happens? No, and nobody trades with of the guy. Exploded in their face. Of course. It's Wasted like, season. It's right. like waiting really Don't long to it. get merge into traffic. Right. The guy that like, buddy, you're on the side of the road. Right. Are you going to make a move? We all went in back two miles ago. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't care what you do. Keep going, but it ain't happening. Hope you brought here. a sandwich. <laughs> or I'm that guy too. Or is that guy like takes a ride the shoulder to try to cut in? I'm that guy riding the bumper to go. Uh, you ain't getting past right. me. Keep going. I'm going to the guy behind me. Get on my ass. Don't let this guy in. Yeah. <laughs> no one drives I'm more. I'm with you on that. 
And no, no one drives more miles per day than all Houdini. There's this no is question. true. This is true. All yeah. right. So I listen. So like I like I'm saying, I like that call. If you if that's the running back you wanted, take that one. Wait to for Good the call. number twelve to make the call. Drew Brees in the second. He got him instead of Aaron Rodgers. Just fine. Third round. Keenan Allen. Don't Ooh. Like Ooh, that's a reach. Wow. Big time reach. Didn't like that pick. And we stayed in the stayed in San Diego, which might another be another reach of a fourth round because of the history. Uh, yeah, I, I mean Ryan, Ryan Matthews. Matthews oh my clavicle! Listen, if he stays Play healthy, my other clavicle. If he stays healthy, it won't be bad. But the chances of him actually staying healthy through a whole season, tougher schedule this tougher year than schedule. it was last it's year. Be a different offense this year. Um, people nice. will be keying in. A little bit on him. They got a Donald Brown to spell him more, so he's not going to have as many carries. So I, uh, here's here's I also where it, it, for me this team just continues to kind of take hits. See, I kind of like the next two picks. Well, Larry Fitzgerald again. Now you're looking at you got, I don't love that actually. Where no, it is. because like the one really is right again, and this is your number two wide receiver on your team, and Larry Fitz has just kind of been. He's still a great receiver, but we're just—we've already seen in the offense, and we know we can. You can go by history. You can look at Bruce Arians the, when he was in Pittsburgh and what happened. This is when you said Mike Wallace was yep. a top ten receiver. That's the Michael Floyd role in this offense. Yep. It's not the Larry Fitz role. Larry Fitz is kind of has that Plexico Burris role in that offense that uh, that, that Arians eight, had. He gets and, eight to nine, right. ten touchdowns, but that's it. And and done, and you're going to be lucky he, he to get just out. over 1,000 yards, maybe 1,100 if you're lucky. He's not giving you the multitude of 100-yard games that you used to get out of Larry Fitzgerald. So no. that's where I worry about that. Back-to-back, not hitting 1,000 yards, no question. And now here again, with you like the next pick of Toby Gerhardt, and then I'll... I like, I like it all one round later. So and the Toby, next ra- Toby and the next was pick. one round later, I like it. And then the next pick after that is Lamar Miller. So here's the only problem like is that. that I like Lamar Miller too, but it's Toby Gerhardt and Lamar Miller, as your second running backs to Eddie Lacy, are both questionable. And Toby Gerhardt is not a guy that I see as ever having any of that top-end performance. He's not going to give you a 150-yard rushing game with two, two, two to three touchdowns. He's, uh, Lamar Miller is also not going to do that as well, unless he has like one of those, you know, and maybe one, because he gets an 80-yard run somewhere where he finally shows that speed. But I, think, I, but I think I think Gerhard could have a couple big games, 150 th- yard games. Yeah, but I think he could do nothing on a lot of. Weeks. That's a lot to ask. I, I will say one thing. In Jacksonville, I will say one thing about I'm not Jacksonville. Saying it's 150. I'm saying he's going to have a couple big fucking games. Jacksonville's going to run the shit out of the ball. Okay, and I just read this today, and I'm sure you know a ton of other people read we this. We don't want to hear about the pen, penthouse forum. No, but. <laughs> All right, then let's go on. No, I do oh, want to hear about that hustler forum. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then, then we'll talk about that. That other forum. Um, Gerhardt is actually going to have a very big boon in that rushing offense because Mercedes Lewis is back. Mercedes Lewis, and uh, believe me, this is—it's weird to hear. It, made a half a yard difference. Being in the game as opposed to being out of the game last year for running back. Yeah, he was out of the game last year for I think seven games or eight seven games or eight games last year. They gained a half yard, half yard per rush. It was four point oh yards per rush up to four point five when he was in the game. That's huge. That's huge. That's gigantic. Those tight ends who can actually be blockers are so gigantic in this game. Why do you think all these no name tight ends always? 
keep getting hired, keep getting these contracts to play with them because they're so important. The blocking that tight ends can do is so important. That's why Kobe Fleener is going to be such a huge bust this year because Dwayne Allen is back. Yeah, and I think with uh, a guy like uh, Gerhardt, he's not a run. He's not a run up the middle kind of guy. That's not where, how he's going to be uh, successful this year. He's going to go kind of not far out on the end. He's not a pitch guy, but he's no. out on the sides. Ah, he's out on the edges. Tackle, he's off tackle because he's a big guy, but he's actually kind of got a motor and he's he, he's he can move. And that's right? where Mercedes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Makes a so I agree. I agree with what you're here's, saying. here's the problem. He's been in the league for four years. This is the guy who you're counting on to be a a lead back. He has had in his four seasons a total of 276 carries. Yeah. He, he we value ever, that in a lot of our. I understand, but the True. the problem is he's never been counted on to be a lead back, so that's a question mark. I don't care what you want to call it; it's a risk. And I'm sorry, he is white, and I'm sorry he doesn't have top end speed, and I'm sorry the longest rush that he had was for 67 yards, and that came back in 2011. However, I'm going to make a comparison that you guys both loved earlier: Rashad Jennings. The one chance that Rashad Jennings had to actually take over as a lead back, he failed. Yeah. The one chance that Toby Gerhardt had to take over as a lead he did back, good. he did well. I know. So, I don't know. It's, it, it actually goes towards him actually not doing so bad. The thing is, is that it, it, it's again to be a lead back, to be a a good fantasy running back, you got to be dynamic in a lot of ways. There's nothing about Toby Gerhardt that is dynamic. No. And and agreed. I'm I'm just saying that. If a defense says we want to stop Toby Gerhardt, they're I'm going to tell you what, they're going to stop Toby Gerhardt. I fully agree with you. And, and a lot of defense are going to say that because right. of what they have at quarterback. So that's all I'm saying. I worry about this team in that regard. Lamar Miller is another guy that has not proven it yet. He was a guy who said he wanted to get 1,500 yards last year. He fell flat on his face. The only reason he's getting a chance right now is because no Sean Moreno got signed to a contract, came in out of, out of shape. Uh, also hurt and having to have another little surgery done and open the door for him and he's taking advantage of it right, right now. I, I, and then, if you don't mind me saying, I'm going to go with roll the next this, one here. Roll, roll through yeah. the next. I'm going to roll through it. Biggest mistakes of his draft. He drafted two Jaguars and two Chargers, all within his power in numbers. All, all within Not. his first eight picks. Ouch! Yeah, big mistake. Cecil Short was the eighth pick for him. Uh, that you team that with Gerhardt, that's two Jaguars. Keenan Allen and Matthews, two Chargers. Uh, Ladarius Green, third Charger. Third right Charger. Uh, sorry, three Chargers by round nine. Uh, Devonta Freeman uh, ends up being a, a backup running back to Gerhardt and Miller. Uh, whatever, he's the backup to Steven Jackson. They'll look too early on that, if you ask me. Tyler Eifert, because the Bengals are moving to a more running system, they're going to use... Gresham Moore to be a blocker. I think that Eifert falls off a little bit. I think you may disagree with me. No, no I'm agree with you. Okay. The um, next two picks I love, though. I do. DeAndre Hopkins got a great steal there in the 12th. That yeah. guy could be an absolute And the next pick is a fantastic Especially pick. if Andre Johnson happens to be gone. And Carson Palmer in the 13th to be his backup uh, QB. That guy has potential to be a top 10 QB this year. I agree. Yes. <laughs> And uh, we've got a lot, a lot of the guys that we were mentioning right now are on my on my, on my list of sleepers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jericho Kachery, 14th round. That's could, a, could be the top receiver on Carolina. Dude, that's that's that slow and steady pick that of those late ones where we said, we talked about a couple podcasts ago, 
Can't go all boomer busts. Right. Can't go all rookies like we've done in some of these. That Jericho Cotchery is a lot better pick than uh, my third, my my third, my Jordan Matthews it's in also some a good regards. Pick. Yeah. If it's I've also, already got two other rookies. It's also a good pick because it's in the 14th round. It's not overvalued from what he did last year where he got a lot of touchdowns. He's a wide receiver one. No, no, on no, no but my point is I, I like the fact that Everyone or in our draft was still... Maybe Calvin Benjamin, but he's a if, rookie. If, listen, this is where you grab him. If you're going to grab Jerick Koch in the 10th round because he had eight touchdowns last year, you're wrong. 14th round, 13th round, this is where it makes more sense for him. Don't overreach just because of the... Because, again, are you are you automatically putting those touchdowns on him again this year? I can't say that I am. Hey, can no, you think of a guy in, in the, with the Jets, I'll make this quick, Jets and the Steelers, that... Was scoring a lot more points and doing a lot more in the fantasy and the stat wise than a lot of guys that were drafted totally. way ahead of him. You're like, totally underrated. Kotchery was lighting it up all the time. Oh, Jeremy Curley, when he was healthy, was putting up good numbers. Extremely underrated. Plus, if you're, does if, if you're at a bar, if you're at a bar it's watching like the games and stuff, a chick's sitting on you, you're going to go home with her and she asks you, Do you have an STD? No, but I got Jericho Kotchery. <laughs> All right. If she goes home with you after that one, marry her. Absolutely. Marry. Drop a dote on her face that night and then say, honey, I think we're going to get married. Absolutely. And she'll say, absolutely. They're not going to let us get married. The only person that would know that one is. Married? Married? They're not going to let us married. (laughs) Uh, Croner, I wish you would listen to the podcast. Go on. Let's move to the next team. Let's close it out. Next team. Double Double stuff delight. Double stuff. I don't know. I don't know if Staggs was doing like a, a menage a trois, or he had a new a couple bags of Oreos. First he was having a stag party, and then he was jumping to a double stuff yeah. delight. Double stuff delight. Was it Oreos with his brother James, or stag or squad? Was it, was it a post party? Stag squad and double stuff delight. <laughs> uh, what's with the berries, brewskis? Um, I like berries, brewskis. It is good, but the. I don't know. You got flaming furniture. Anyway, you want to spell it. Any, any berry. Double letter thing. You know? No, I like alliteration. DD. The Baton Rouge Bitch Slappers is my team. Man. Wait, you don't like double D? That's not bad. That's three, though. Well, but it's only two. It's actually Baton and oh, Rouge, so, you know. But All hey. right, let's go on this team. DeMarco Murray. Eh. Eh. Aaron Rodgers, you like. Okay, but if you've got DeMarco Murray, if he's the first pick... In, in the first round of any team like that you're it. drafting, it's tough. I just I, I can't rally around that. Well, let's move on. Well, you know, this team Aaron Rodgers and this team has a, has a bunch of questions. Okay, so Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is great, solid. Great fucking pick. Third and fourth first round, pick of the second round. The, the next two wraparounds get interesting because he mm. goes C.J. Spiller, who. Wow, was he colossally bad last year? But maybe you're getting him in a value yeah, now. Yeah, got him in the third. It's, and then it's, Vernon Davis. But it's questionable. You're not. You're, it's, it's like drafting Manziel in the yeah. first round. You're not. He's your number. You're not. You're not sleeping well. So, if you were to say to me that you drafted running backs in rounds one and three, and you end up with Demarco Murray and C.J. Spiller, I'm going. I don't know where I'm at on that right now. I mean, if, I, if you told me that last year, I'm like, oh, that's pretty damn great. You know, this year I'm like, I'm not so sure. Um. I don't like it at all. I'm, yeah, and Vernon Davis, all those touchdowns he had last year, but again, so little catches that he had last year. Was it 52? Isn't he holding out right now? And he's holding out. He, his, his explanation is, yes, I signed the biggest contract in tight end history three and a half years ago, but I'm better now, and I'm doing more. 
Like, of course you're better now. You're in your, th- your three years more advanced. Did you not see what Jimmy Graham just got in a contract? Sign a goddamn contract. It makes us. no sense. That guy's probably the biggest, and I'm a Niners fan. I want him to get rid of this guy. I fucking hate Vernon Davis. I'm I better now. Hey, I will tell you, though, that football defies logic when it comes to contracts. You sign a contract and they can still just rip up the contract and cut you? What is that for a fucking sense? I don't blame them. Fuck it. Give me some more money now because you could cut me next year if I don't perform to the contract. But if you're honest, I wish I, wish I had the cut. It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> But at the same time, you're you're buying, and he goes, "I want to, I love being on the 49ers. We're going to be a championship team. We're going." But there's, he knows that he knows in his locker room, he got the highest salary for any time. He knows there's five or six dudes in that locker room that are more worthy of more money than he is, and he's saying, "Give me my money now." That's not right. No, I no, I fully agree with that. If he's if he's the shit and the team's doing great and everyone's settled, but they've got a lot of contract issues, especially now that you gave Kaepernick his money. To be honest, the biggest loser in the in the Jimmy Graham contract signing that I think we all agree is a little light, but he had to do it is Vernon Davis. Yeah, yeah. He, Vernon Davis is thinking that Jimmy was about to get like a seventy or eighty million dollar deal, and he was gonna be like, "Just give me like two thirds of that." End in like, the give NFL. me two thirds of that. I'm Jordan happy. Jordan Cameron went on his, uh, his all of them were like, oh, changed himself to pass catching, uh, whatever or whatever. He didn't change. They're not, they're not calling themselves tight end anymore, all because of it was waiting on what Jimmy was because they all knew Jimmy Graham is not like us. Yeah. There are there are a few like us. He's not like us. Jimmy's He's cat. even better than us. He's amazing. And if he can't get paid, then I'm fucked. If Jimmy's only ten million dollars a year, I guess I'm seven. That's it. That's <laughs> what Vernon should be the saying. Best. Yeah. Think so, of it this way: the way you guys can all think of it, you're still going to get paid more than Kane and Taves, who are the highest paid players in the NHL and are just the ninth and tenth highest paid players in the city of Chicago. Unreal. Yeah. Two what best is, players in the two of the best Kane, players in Kane. the NHL. Highest they make eleven million a year. Eight point eight point oh one two no. five. Oh no, ten eight, point. No wait. Eight years, eighty four million. Ten 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 point five. Ten. Ten point five a year. So play people like Edwin Jackson, pitcher for the Cubs, is making more money. <laughs> who who gives up what, six runs a game? Um, well, in, only in one inning, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Cutler, that's a lot. Of you guys wake me up like, when you're done. Yeah, with yeah, this. All right, all right. <laughs> Joakim Noah, like all these people. Well, it's 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 insane. It's insane. So it's insane. double Bowl. stuff. Looking forward to. So the Bowl, speaking but. of free agents and speaking of wide receivers, let's go to the V Jackson, the D Jackson, the dejectable. He's uh, got V D Jackson, and he's got E D with V D. Eric Decker. Oh, so. <laughs> He's got V E D. He's got V E D. But did they get it from a DJ or a BJ? Uh, could have got it from DJ? a. I don't know. You know, could have been a DJ who's <laughs> given a BJ. I don't know. There are DJs who get BJs. At least so, when you're doing with uh, the guy from the uh, Buccaneers, you're getting into the JJ. So <laughs> oh, there we go. Two J's. We got we got we got DJ and VJs. We got two JJs. We got two. We got a VJJ. We got a DJJ. <laughs> 
So I don't like the wide receivers because Vincent Jackson is on the, the end of his trip. We already talked about how you guys are shooting down the potential of Mike Evans. Well, if Mike Evans' potential is getting shot down because of Lovey Smith, then Vincent Jackson's is also going down. Deshaun Jackson, we already know. What he did under Chip Kelly was career year stuff. 82 catches from a guy who never had more than 60-something catches. He's going back to the 61, 62 catches. He's not. He, he can think. still be productive. You love an RG three. You think he's going to be well, productive? What if, what if he's just Pierre Garcon is still his guy? Targets will not be there for Deshaun. It's Jeff. not. It's I not agree. set in. I agree with what both of you guys, but it's not set in stone. And I think that's why I do think Deshaun's going to slip. I knew last year, like you, you last I year, called, you I, knew in seventh or eighth round you, you were going to take him in every league you're in. You had it. You pre. Determined it. He was gonna drop. And he was and there, he did it, and he was there. And, and he knew he would be. And it paid off. If he's no drafted a year or two rounds earlier, though, this year, and that's what he's so? gonna be. I don't know if he's he drafted in the sixth round this year. So you're talking if he's going from from me saying seventh and eighth round. Now he's going sixth, seventh round. And I'm telling you, what he did last year was I agree. The best. I agree. If, if you get him, he's if, ever if, done. If you take him early. It's not great. But let's be honest. We don't know whether he's not going to have the same stats this year. Um, I, know I, know. I know that he's not going to have the same stats this year. He's an electric guy. He's a one different of offense. Talent. It's back to the when old Jerry Rice says he's the fastest, most dynamic player I've ever seen. Well, I don't love him. I've read the, I read the article in ESPN. I think he's not as much of a thug as everyone says. I'm not saying... I'm I, a, you can laugh all you want. I'm not laughing. Just because I'm, you don't think it's going to happen laughing. doesn't I'm make so, you I'm right. I'm not laughing. That's I'm what saying. I'm saying. There's the possibility that... We don't know that he no, could that, be the exact same but, thing. But he was what are you basing that possibility on? I'll what? give that. I'll give that. You're basing the possibility on what Jerry Rice said. No, I'm basing the possibility on what he did last year. Right, and, and Chip got, Kelly's offense that runs a hundred more plays than anybody else's offense. What quarterback did you say you loved in the third round? I love what quarterback. Are you and what guys do you over? also love? What coach? Do you love Jordan runs? Reed? Do you love Pierre Garcon? I love them all. All those guys mean that those are targets that are not going to Deshaun Jackson that he was getting last year. I love the offense. I'm just telling I love you, you're being, you're being, you're being. No, blinded. no, no. You're, 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 that, just because I think Jordan's going to steal it doesn't make it a fact. That's what I'm saying. Chip Kelly set a bar, basically, it's in, so in, this, in, in the league. It's so mad. You take it so personally. <laughs> Chip Kelly set the bar in the league right now for offenses. And teams are going to be following that at this point. Green Bay has already said that they're going to try and follow that. And this is where I was talking earlier about I want to say something about Aaron Rodgers. We passed by him real quick here. But I'm going to go back to it with the Green Bay Packers. And why I do love a Jordy Nelson this year. Why I do love a Randall Cobb this year. Why I do love an Eddie Lacy this year. Why I love a Jared Boykin this year. Why I love a Devontae Adams this year. Why I love the tight ends this year. Plays. Mm. The amount of plays they want to run this year is insane. They want to up their speed. They want to up the amount of plays by like 10, 15 plays a game. They're talking about running 75 plays a game, which would be insane at this point. But just talking about it and getting those offenses flowing, it's something that all offenses are going to start to do. Aaron Rodgers can't do it. Aaron Rodgers has worked with all these guys before. Aaron Rodgers is a veteran of the game, and the guys around him, Eddie Lacy's a little young, but Jordy Nelson is not. Jordy Nelson can keep up with Can RG3 do it? RG3, I'm not sure. With a running quarterback. I'm not sure if Jake Gruden could get it going on yet, but Green Bay can. They have a veteran staff. They know what they're doing there. All right, I know that Green Bay can. Washington will have to work into it. 
I think Washington can up the pace a little bit for sure, especially under a Gruden. But I'm not sure if it's going to be up to Green Bay slash, you know, Philly pace or, or what New England's actually going to try and do as well as up the pace So what, well. do, what do New England, Philadelphia, and um, who did you say? Packers. And I'll also throw the Bears in there because Trevor Bears is as well. Bears as well. What do all those quarterbacks have in common? None of them are running quarterbacks. They are all pocket quarterbacks who are going to be able to get the offense quickly to the line and do what they need to do. When you have RG3, RG3 is going to, when you talk about RG3, letting them pull the reins off of him and letting him run. If you're going to let him run, he needs time to catch his breath before he calls the next play. Very true. I agree with that, so that's not going to happen. uh, One of the the reasons why I do like Foles more than a lot of other is he is going to be running more. He's got, I think he's got a little more confidence. They don't want him to get hurt or whatever, but I, I feel like Foles... We'll be running a little bit more because that was definitely a part of uh, Chip Kelly's offense when he was at Oregon. And but NFL's different. NFL's different. Yeah, he had four. Yeah. He, they, they've got that. They, when they came, it was all like, Vic is going to be perfect with this. But and he's, he's, he's realized, more sneaky with how he runs Foles. No question. Yes, Foles no is question. not Agreed. It's not like they're setting up and going, okay, we are running the option No, right No doubt about it. No they doubt are setting up RG to run more. So, no doubt about it. All right. All right. The rest of double stuff is out because we're going to have to basically list our guys and not really talk about them. That's fine. Okay. So, well, 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 the rest of his draft, real quick, I like a Tory Smith. Out. Tory Smith in the eighth round, I think he's a fucking steal. Absolute steal. I think he's. I, nobody likes Torrey Smith more than I do. I think the guy's going to do even better this year under the system that was run with Houston. He's going to play that Andre Johnson role. It's going to be exciting. I think he's going to be a little bit better. Uh, Jason Witten in the artist, in, in artist the tenth. schedule. Though. Oh, uh, sorry, Russell, not, Russell, Russell PPR. True, Russell Wilson in the ninth. Yeah. Russell Wilson in the ninth, not too shabby. I mean, if, I don't think he needed the backup quarterback that early. He could have waited a while after he got Rodgers, but he grabbed a Russell Wilson there, which is a great steal in the ninth. Anyway, yeah. Jason Witten in the tenth, maybe a little old and maybe a little bit washed up, but a great fucking pick in the tenth. If Wilson has a huge game in the first, and you you have him as backup, and he has a huge game in the first few weeks, trade that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is that, as we as we mentioned earlier, it's harder to trade top quarterbacks because people are, don't want to trade for the eleventh or tenth or eighth quarterback. They want to trade for the number one, the number two, or the number three quarterback. That's true. So unless but you're he's, he's on, a Super Bowl so, champion, so if you're going to do it now, uh, this is the or year. The point <laughs> is, if you are confident that you are want to keep Russell Wilson, then you draft then, Russell Wilson. Then you, so you trade, trade Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. That's all I'm Here. saying. Uh, no, I because, got you. No, good point. Good what, point. What, what is feasible in your league to good do? Point. Good what point. I, what I believe good with point. this team is it was way too early to back up his his tight end with Jason Witten and his and his uh, quarterback with Russell Wilson. When you go really early on those two positions, and we talked about it in previous podcasts, when you go that early, you're basically, if I go Jimmy Graham in the first round, I'm basically saying I'm not taking a tight end until Period. If, the le- if in this draft the, to the last pick. Same goes with the quarterback. Unless, I mean, I actually like, I like the backup of Russell Wilson. He took probably the best value on his board, so I don't mind it. But if you do take Russ uh, Rodgers, just take a real yeah, long, took, a many around between going and getting his back. I took Jimmy that's Graham why you're taking first. him that early to give you that depth, fill in those other spots a wide receiver, running back. Up as to as to what you said there, I took Jimmy Graham in the first. I didn't back him up. Yeah. Why would I back him up in the first 16 round? Pick up, pick up Scott uh, Chandler in the fucking pick up uh, Cumberland. 
Pick up on that one week he's out. Oh, and, I know. I and even Graham better sleepers that I can get even later. Not even worried. Not yeah. worried about that at all. So it took, Harry Douglas was the eleventh pick. I like Harry Douglas there. Unfortunately, after Harry Douglas, I didn't like the rest of the picks. And it, so there's. Well, the Rams drafted Trey Mason. They're saying they're I talking know. a lot about Mason. I know they've been talking a lot. I hated about the draft pick, but the way they're phrased, they're, they're listen. It's, it's this, this is one of those things where He's they're looking at him. This is Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher is looking at him because he has all the burst ability of a Chris Johnson. Okay, so he knows that burst and ability. Mm-hmm. That's what Trey Mason has. What Trey Mason doesn't have is the ability to block anybody. True. And again. I'm sorry. What's the line? We want to hear it. Mike Mayock said the next time this kid blocks someone will be the first. So I'm sorry. If you're going to be a guy that's going to come out there and be a third down receiving guy. We're going to get Mike Mayock on the podcast. He's going to be sitting next to him. So what do you think about Trey Mason, guys? I swear to God, you. We all have our repeatables. You want to do a list? Do your Mike Mayock. You you and Mayock in the, in the underwear know, kill each other or go make love in the other room. It would be one or the oh, other. We give each other handies. We give each other handies all night oh, long. All geez. night long. Damn Damn Mayock handies. We're may, we're we're Mayocking them out. <laughs> oh God, we gotta cl- close this shit. So out. Right. we're not So Trey Mason is a, is a, is a, it's a high risk. Mayock. This it's is where we're at right now. Hey, yeah. you know, <laughs> you go there. You go there. What rhymes with Mayock? So we're talking about. Oh boy. Here we go. So we're talking about HJs. Let's talk about a JJ and a James Jones. Oh, Jesus. So James Jones in the in the 13th round. Now, I don't like James Jones even in the 13th round. I know he's a value there, but the fact I broke I broke Doug Madigan. Uh, you broke. His, I did. I did. Mine, his mind has been... He's in JJ, HJ, BJ, LJ, a ZJ. I don't even know what JJ is. You gotta get to a beer fest. A ZJ. If you don't know what a ZJ is, don't even ask. Doug Maddox is Ray Liotta right now. Uh, well, uh, well, well, uh, Clarice is, is is frying his brain and frying my plate <laughs> right in front of me. And we only oh, have two yo. players to talk about. Okay, go, two go. Players. Close it out. Close it out. Sorry, James Jones again, who's going from being up and down guy with Green Bay to being the number one guy I over in Oakland. JJ. I don't anymore. He has a lot of potential, but the, that's all he is. And, and and going to Oakland, I I just don't see it materializing. So I don't like that pick. And much. especially if AJ. Joins JJ in oh, if they, Raider, they make a trade, town. which would make sense. Oakland should always trade for the oldest wide receiver they can. Well, you know why? I mean, I said this on Facebook, Pyro- yeah. Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. The fact is, when when uh, Andre Johnson was like, "Yeah, trade me, trade me," they're like, "Okay, we're gonna trade you to uh, Matt Schaub's gonna be throwing to you again next year." What? Yeah, we're, I we're, love we're, you. We're trading. We're trading. Yeah, we're trading you over to your old boy. Remember, you saw them arguing on the sideline. It's like, um, yeah, um, I got some great property here. I'm gonna stick around. So, but the last pick then was David Wilson, and again, a guy who we loved all the potential that this guy has, but. It's all potential right now, and right now it's a potential. We don't even know that he's not playing. I don't even know if he's going to. I don't even know if he's going to see that many uh, more than five carries uh, on the season at this point. Well, the fact of the matter is that the Giants aren't going to ruin his career by running him more than he should. So no matter what, even if he is healthy, they're still not going to run. But I think he falls into the David Wilson falls into, and I took one of them, Justin Blackman. I think it also falls into that Josh Gordon zone. If there's unknown intel about a guy, but it's probably not looking good, same goes with the Ray Rice, 
Stay away. Stay away. Let it, you know, if he's going to come in three rounds waste. later, amen, do it up. But but don't be the guy that's like, Blackman's only going to get four games, and then he's out for the whole season, you're like, ah, uh, that was my I just wasted a top round. ten pick. That was my left. If you can wait, if he's there, if they're there at 20 or, you know, 16 or later, if they're there 16 or later, go, go ahead. You know, you're taking chances at that point, kind of as is. You're, you're go, you're but calling still, maybe sleepers. do it with a guy you know is going to play. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Josh Gordon, I I'm knew was not going to play. All right, so what we're going to do on this uh, on our last peak, because we have to do it, is we're just going to go through. We're at two hours and thirty four minutes. Kasha, check this out. The election in America is a well important thing, so you better understand the politics of it. That's why I was here with none other than my main man, Mr. Patrick Buchanan. So you better listen up and recognize. So how long was you president for? Zero. What? I didn't make it. I failed. Does you think that religion should be taught in schools? Uh, if it's voluntary, yes. If it's mandatory, no. Does you think there's a way for people to make the way them teach religion more interesting? Yes. The movie, The Passion of the Christ, Aye. is a very effective teaching tool, I think. I heard they ain't as good as Lethal Weapon 3. No, I think it's slightly better than Lethal Weapon 3. Ain't it basically a bit of a rip-off of Gladiator? No, it's not at all. But it's like that kind of thing, isn't it? No, no, it's about the death and crucifixion of Christ. Ain't you scared, though, that because it's made so much cash and will just make a sequel and it won't be as good, like, you know, after blow, Probably. come back to life, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gee. We need more. He's, he's, our, he's our sound audio for the next three weeks. Fuck it. He's too good. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. All right, <laughs> we didn't. Valverde just got it. Val, we went. Val, he's Val our G. sound audio, and then we we're like, Valverde. Ali G has replaced Valverde. We're gonna fast forward, I guess. You know, so. Oh, I love it. All right, so I'm I got go. I got two more. So you know, like good, it's... good, rock them out. All right, we need to get this shit done here. This is probably gonna be our Booyaka longest. Shah, respect. This is, respect. This is gonna be our longest podcast ever. Uh, but I'm gonna blaze through mine, and basically segment two here is gonna be. All world sleepers. This is like the best team. The, 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 these are going to be each of ours. Me, D Rex, Houdini, Dogmatica. These are our sleepers. These are the guys we love. These are the guys we think they're going to be the difference maker. Where you can pick off the line at high, high value. I think we go. I think we go uh, position by position. You name your sleeper cue. You name your sleeper cue. We basically can't talk about this though. That's right. And we got sleepers oh, yeah. and we got deep sleepers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want super deep sleepers too. That's good. Good. I love it. Okay, so I'm just gonna go with my quarterbacks. You'll go with yours. You'll go with yours, and then we you go with the next. Okay, pick. say sleeper cue, deep sleeper cue, whatever. Say what you're gonna say. Respect. Uh, <laughs> okay, my all world sleepers at QB. Regular sleeper is your favorite, Tony Romo. That was not. That was not. It's not so much. That was not Trump. Oh, that was the guy that you don't think is a sleeper. I knew there was gonna be one, and it was the first one I did. Yeah. So you don't think he's a sleeper? He's a bust. You don't. You think if he's a bust, then he can be a sleeper. Could be because if everyone views him as a bust, 
I think that there are so many people out there who think he's just going to be healthy all year that he's not going to be a, a sleeper at all. I think. I think he's a, I he's think a he's team either, pick anyway. He's a, the, he's, he's either drafted in the top eight to eight eight to nine QBs or ten QBs, or so? he's not drafted until like the nineteenth QB. Who, what, so it's I either think, he's. I think he's drafted. I think he's drafted in the in at like ten and later, nine and later. I agree. I agree. So, okay, but I, the reason why I said that earlier is because my first player was the highest profile name. So I knew you would say that. I just wanted to be the first one. But I do like Tony Romo. I think people are staying away from him. I know you guys hate him, but I think people are staying away hey, from him. Last week, I, I think there will said, be value. If he stays healthy all year, he's easily a top 10 quarterback. Easily. So, no sometimes doubt. you got, just because you think he's going to get a back injury, I get it. You guys are right. He's, come, he's 34, he's had surgeries. If you stay salty, I agree. Legit. Deep sleeper, what you just told me tonight is not good news for my guy. But I went here. Blake Bortles, Jags rookie. If they're going to sit him out for the reason that you said, it makes total sense. Fucking shitbox pick. All right. That's why we're influenced. If I could, if I, if I could do rewind, <laughs> I'd maybe have a different guy. But again, I'm the third guy to go here, everyone. And these guys pick all the good guys that we've already agreed on, and I can't have the same one, so uh, my mine are going to be the shittiest. Excuses, excuses. I got one. I got a super yeah, deep super, sleeper. Super deep. And it's, oh. it, it's, you guys are going to love this one. David Fails. If fucking, if Cutler goes down, couldn't, you think, you think a Clausen's the guy? I don't. I think he's gonna be like fails. I'm sick of Cutler. He's gone. We're gonna probably I'll back you up in this. Make regard. this shit happen. This guy's gonna be a late flyer. He's a rookie, so it's not ideal. And but this guy, they took him, they drafted him, and they said could be the guy. Could be this year. Here's why I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a twenty percent agreement on this. It's all deep, deep sleeper. Right, right. This is underground. Because the Bears said, we are not drafting a quarterback after the third round of the draft. You can forget about it. Sixth round, we draft a quarterback. So, says to me that, yeah, and I said too, I go, I go, yeah, I, I hope they do. I said, I go, I want you to spend one offensive pick. Let it be your sixth or seventh round pick. You're the quarterback whisperer. Yeah. Pick one. You know the guy. Pick one. And they did. And so the best part is, is that they're trying to always do this thing here in town where they're telling you, no, we're not. And Jimmy Claus gets brought in. I don't believe in Jordan Palmer because, again, the guy's only had like 15 snaps in his entire career. So you look He's at this. He's the quarterback's coach. Jimmy Clausen is a guy who they like what they see. If he can whisper into his ear and make it happen, but... Here's a guy who's an unmolded piece of clay and David fails that he's going to be able to make into what he wants to make him. So I like that potential as a deep, 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 deep sleeper. I like it. I don't. And I'll tell you why. Because the Bears are going to be competing for playoffs and Super Bowl this year, if you ask me. They really are. They have a very, all over it. They have a very tough, <laughs> hardcore team. What they did with a veteran last year who wasn't ever really a starter, Josh McCown, but yet turn him into a starter, turn him into a viable piece that made them just as good as what Cutler could do almost. They need that. They don't want a rookie fucking things up. They will do that with Jimmy Clausen. They want that. You're, right. Do right. You're right. You're right. I, I, agree, with that. I agree with you. But, I think Clawson but what happens if Clausen comes in and he blows in the first yeah. game and he blows in the first half? I just don't think Clausen's good. Then they pull him. He won't. You can't in this system. You can't in this stressman system. 
It works in the favor of bad quarterbacks. You could be a bad quarterback and still do well in this system. But it's just about especially when you have and a guy that's been on the league seven, the last year. Six I, foot you five made the point. You made the point. So I'm going to use your point to to make Fails' argument. The reason why they drafted Fails, and if you go back Whoa. and look at what he did in college, this is a guy who is very smart. Makes all the reads, looks through all this progression. Does not draft. have the Agreed. strongest arm in the world, but knows the throws that he can make and makes the throws that he can make. So this is what Tressman looks for in a guy. We don't know. Clawson's a guy who he's fighting. He wasn't in the league last year, Clawson. And, and, and no, and he was fighting. So he's this is a guy that's like in, to be in, the in year three where but Clawson was systems, supposed he was to be out of the league last year. Clawson also was one of the guys. Josh McCown didn't he play had four of the last six years. No, no, I understand. But my point that's is this. A, that's an anomaly. <laughs> Let me, forget, forget about that. <laughs> it, it, the, Jimmy Claus, thing, the Jimmy Clausen thing is that he has the pedigree. But the fact of the matter is, Tressman is a guy who is so cerebral. I mean, he is, if you want to make him an X-Men character, he's Doctor Exa- uh, Professor Xavius. That's what he is. He's in the fucking wheelchair. He's the brain. That's what he is. So right, who's, I, At this point, if you're talking fails, I'm Doctor No. Let's go on. All right, okay, move on. Who's, who's your quarterback? So I moved them. They actually, I actually had these. If I would have done this about like three weeks ago, it would have been Usually reversed. when you're doing this, you're, you're making me go, go faster. faster. <laughs> I'll go faster. So my initial deep sleeper has become my sleeper because he keeps moving up my board. And that's EJ Manuel. And I love what they're doing there. I love everything that I'm hearing about how Sammy Watkins is, is, is playing out. And I just like the fact that this is uh, a young, uh, uh, energized team that, that's taking it to the next step. My deep sleeper, who was initially my sleeper because he's playing for his contract and his contract life, is Jake Locker. And here's a guy who continues to fall down uh, the drafts. And again, you talk about as, as if you're in a 14-team league or whatever, and you can get him if he does run, if he stays healthy. He's one of these guys that puts up ridiculous fantasy points when he's healthy. The problem is he just hasn't been healthy. But... It's amazing how guys get really healthy when they have to play for a contract the next year. And it's gigantic that you have to play for a contract the next year. They're going to take some more chances. They don't have Chris Johnson lean on. It's going to be a rookie. Mm-hmm. And you know what teams are going to do? They're going to bunch the line a little bit. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to open it up a little bit more. They actually have a tight end who can catch the ball and run a little bit in a Delaney Walker. Now, I don't want to say that he's a, the end-all, be-all right. tight ends. But he can open things up a little bit. But they your have, guy, it's your guy that's there. Yes, the, 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 I got to tell you, well, who, who, Kendall who, Wright. Kendall Wright. This is the, right. this is the reason. There's a lot I, of and guys. My guy, that are and my guy, guy is Justin Hunter. I, I, I again, Kendall Wright had two touchdowns last year. You know, if Locker stays healthy, he, the targets that Kendall Wright gets are insane. He's going to target him. He's going to score more touchdowns because the growth is there. And Justin Hunter is a guy that just makes ridiculous catches, and if his growth continues, there's the potential for, for Locker as a great fact of the matter is they want to see they want to see this year is Jake Locker our guy or not. So they're gonna open right. up the offense to and see if he is. If he is, he is. If he isn't, the, he isn't. They drafted one, it's fine. Perfect. He's got 2014. If he's on your team and he is or isn't, he's gonna get the looks. Yep. My guys. My sleeper QB is a guy who has somewhat done it before. But a guy that has fallen off of everybody's map. But I believe that he has the potential to bring it right back up to top 10. Simply because of the system they're running and the resurgence of what's going to happen within that wide receiver core. And that's Eli Manning. The Giants have... He's a a sleeper? If Romo's not a sleeper, then he's not. This is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Go on. I'm sorry. 
Just had to give you a little taste. That's fine. That's fine. But if you look at his, if you look at his numbers over the last two years, he's he's a sleeper this year. Absolutely, compared to what Romo. I think Romo had more fantasy points than Eli Manning, and Romo played I think three less games. The fact is, I got him as my backup to Peyton Manning. Yeah, there we go. Double down, you're Manning. All right, Um, my deep sleepers. My deep sleeper. It's actually the combo, and it really depends on who wins that job and who you really think is going to take. That job and run with it. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be the, the Minnesota pizza combo? It is the it's the Minnesota quarterback, and that's either Matt Castle or Teddy Bridgewater or Christian Ponder. Not or Christian Ponder. <laughs> Not or Christian Ponder. Castle actually has the skills to be able to throw the ball and do well in that offense. He threw for four, over 400 yards in a game last year. They have all the weapons. They have Norv Turner running that offense, basically, which made a star out of Phillip Rivers. I love the potential of either a Castle or Bridgewater. Who he, he made a star out of a Hoyer. Brian Hoyer yeah, last absolutely. year. Absolutely. He made a star out of all, of Jason Campbell again last year in fucking Cleveland. Jason Campbell! Jason Campbell! <laughs> oh my God, he's the worst backup quarterback in the history of the league. History of the league. Go. For and us, Campbell was literally a starter a for your team. We would look at each other. We would look at each other so many times watching football last year. Like, who the fuck has taken over Jason Campbell's body? It was like an out of body experience. Like an alien just came in. It was. It's. It, I'm telling you, North Turner makes tight ends and quarterbacks studs. That's why I like them. You're Minnesota going to your running backs. Yeah, let's hear your running backs. All right, my running backs. Two sleeper running backs. I'm going to throw out there. Bernard Pierce. And Terrence West. Go fast on Pierce because you said enough on him. Enough, Pierce, but. like I said, Rice will be suspended if he runs away with the job, which he can. It's his. Stud in the making. Baltimore off offense loves to run the ball. Terrence West, Ben Tate, going to get injured. I guarantee it. Terrence West is a stud in the making. Could actually take over Ben's, uh, Ben Tate's job I'm, in the preseason. I'm telling you, he will take over his job as, by week seven. Because Tate's either going to be injured or hobbled, and West is just going to take it over. Period. So is that your favorite rookie running back? No, Bishop Sankey's still my favorite. Okay, rookie yeah, because he has that. But the, the yeah, start. he's, he's, got, he's got the job. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I have a so couple of headlines. Terrence West second. is my number one on my list of guys who are behind guys who are primed to take their job. Absolutely. He is number one on the list. Absolutely. Deep sleeper running backs. What, what school? Sorry, what school did they go to again? Small school. Right? Uh, yeah, it was a small uh, school. It was Towson. 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 Towson State. Yeah, yeah, Towson. We watched him play. Yeah, and he, some, like, him, him and Jared McKinnon, Georgia from Georgia Southern. God, they're just the skills are ridiculous. Yeah, the problem nice. that McKinnon has, it's AP all day who's ahead of him. The benefit that that West has, it's been broken down tape ahead of him. You know who else is from the tiniest little fucking school? Danny fucking Woodhead. There you go. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, and Jackson State, Walter Payton, a lot, a lot of guys. All right, Jerry Teams Rice, Michigan Valley, Mich- Mississippi, Mississippi Valley, Valley State. State. Yep. All right, go on. Who's your right. deep sleepers? Deep sleepers. I already talked about them. I'll throw them out there though. Latavius Murray, huge opportunity. Huge. You got yep. two guys that are going to break down. He's going to get an opportunity. We love him. Thank you, Alfred Blue. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alfred Blue. All right, the guy is the exact clone. And I said, and I've said it in in uh, in a newsfeed newsfeed of ours. Posted on Facebook. He is exactly like Arian Foster. Exactly like Arian Foster. As Ooh. soon as Foster, little boy blue, ain't native of mine. 
That's it. That's what we got coming up. Little Ford Fairline. Uh, you were smoking. Spike. That was doing the cigarette. Smoking the, the cigarette. This is the this is the introduction. I love it. You got to pull around your head. We all Little love it. We all hickory love dickory life. dock. This chick was sucking my. We all love. Know that one. We all love him. Out for blue. He's got Aaron Foster, who's somewhat of a broke down machine in front of him, and Andre Brown, who has never made it past ten games in a game. In Bound a, in a to break his leg career. again. Here's Long the one thing. Blue. I love your and that's your deep sleeper. You did a great uh, um, uh, news feed on it, and I, I posted it again on Facebook. And I agree. Want to know why I agree more than anything else? One, because you're great at this stuff. But two, I watched that guy play. Yeah. And seeing seeing him play last, yeah. when he got the when. The fact that he was undrafted, I don't know if I only just saw his greatest plays of all time. No, I only, yeah. No, he was drafted in the sixth. He was? He, yeah. Oh, okay. He's he was drafted in the sixth. Okay, so he got drafted. But watching that team, you love Jeremy Hill. Mm-hmm. Every time I saw this guy, I was like, whoa. He reminded me of like, a, um, God, what's the name? Uh, uh, Kansas City uh, long neck guy. I don't know. I'm, I'm spacing oh. the name. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, number uh, Thomas Mervin Mervin Han- Mervin Hanks. No, Mervin Hanks is Mervin. He was he was from Iowa who played uh, for the San Francisco 49 as a defensive Marlin, uh, but, uh Marlin something. It, it, it was it was Jar Jar Bates. <laughs> he definitely had that long whatever it was. That's what this guy reminds me of. He's got that when he was running, he had that like strong body, that awkward kind of running style. But there was something about him that was just. Unique. Who was it? You're finding it, please. Hopefully. I apologize. We won't put stress on it. We know we'll find it. Um, uh, but go on. But when I seen him play, I was like, wow, this guy's going to be playing on Sunday. Absolutely. Went late. You brought that up the other day. And I was yeah. like, I was like, what school did this guy go to? And I looked again. I'm like, that's that dude. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about everyone else in the team because they're all so awesome. They're all going to be pros. That guy was the guy that stuck out to me. That was just like, whoa. Yeah. Big love time. that, love that call. Thank you. You got Thank any you. other guys? No, no, no. That, 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 that's right. it. I'll go next. Sleeper, Toby Gerhardt. Just opportunity, man. He's love gonna it. get opportunity. He's gonna break down, and and, and, and he, he, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna break. He's either gonna do it or he's not. And here's why my my backup to him is a deep sleeper is gonna be on the same team. Storm Davis, Bortles. If he's not playing, that's gonna hurt him big time. Storm Johnson. Storm Johnson, sorry. Storm Davis. I Storm Davis. Storm Love Davis it. was a, what a is character yeah. in uh, uh, Bull Durham, I think. Yeah, something. Yeah. Jesus, Storm Johnson. Uh, all right, Storm Johnson, he's the backup. Rookie, obviously rookies aren't going to do that much, but there's something about that guy. That, again, he's another guy that got picked in the sixth round like an Alfred Morris or something. There's something about it that tells me if the G- Gerhardt can't do it, gets hurt, Whatever, banged up. Or Harvey Williams. Harvey Williams. Harvey. I'm like, I mean, it was an, I knew it was an H or something. Harvey. I'm trying to find it here. Harvey Williams. Number 44. Yep. He, that guy, I, mean, I didn't even know that. He reminds me of Harvey Williams. Looked way he runs. It's like this weird, he was like, great style, like, like upright, but just oh, yeah. big and strong, and just like a man just scooting he around. Looked like he was out of Avatar. Yeah, he's just scooting around. Like, uh, for some reason, you're not tackling me. I like the way that guy. Thank you for finding that because I was yeah. like, I'm, I was getting so angry. I'm like I, I'm like the name was on the Harvey. tip of my tongue because I'm like oh Harvey. Harvey he, he was sick. Okay, and then my uh, last one, my super deep sleeper is gonna be James White, the fourth rounder. Love it. Hundred thirtieth pick. That's good. We're talking about the guy 
Ridley. Out of Wisconsin. Right? Out of yes. Wisconsin. Yeah. A guy that didn't fumble in like 700 carries. Which is so big for Bill Belichick and the reason. They said they weren't gonna, they weren't taking anyone. The guy, they take him in the fourth yeah. round. Ridley, what does he do? This guy could be the one that just, they're saying that Bolden's on the bubble. Yeah. yeah. Bolden might, is probably going to get cut, is what the local bill is like. He just not. This guy is Brains basically. And this is what you have to realize about this situation. The Patriots always stockpile a ton of running backs. But the fact is, they don't draft a guy in the fourth round. They don't, they're not upset with what they have on their current exactly. roster. They, so they bring him the in there to one. create the competition, and they're going to give chances. And they're going to give guys a chance because, again, Belichick would rather have fourth and fifth and sixth round guys become the best players on the team because it doesn't cost you any money in, the, in, in your in your salaries. Listen, they drafted Ridley and Vereen in the second and third round back-to-back right. back yeah. at one point. The fact that those two guys are still on the team and they're still drafting another running back now what in the that fourth right. makes, makes me the understand Rid- that the they're Ridley, upset the Ridley, with what's going yeah. on in that situation. They want something else right. coming in. I love a James White in that situation. So I'll give, you, I'll give you. I'll give you. He's gonna be a late. He's gonna be a late round flyer. Absolutely. That could be Legarrette Blunt for over twelve games. So could be. That's a fucking loser. My first sleeper, who is, you got to get this sleeper. It's Pierre Thomas. Mm-hmm. I mean, God damn, this guy with what he's gonna be able to do. And everyone is not realizing or not thinking about it. Darren Sproles is not there anymore. This is an ultimate dual threat back. He had the exact same amount of yards receiving almost as he did uh, rushing last year. So now you take away Darren Sproles from that offense. There's He's the last pass-catching uh, bastion that's left there. So I love him as a sleeper. The other guy that i, I that I got to tell you because you brought up with these other rookies, Jeremy Hill. Here's a guy... We talk about he's already supplanted Ben Jarvis Green Ellis Bengals. as the Bengals number two running back. But you talked about how the Patriots had drafted a Vereen and then the, they drafted a Giovanni Bernard in the second round last year. They drafted Jeremy Hill in the second round this year. This is a team that's going, you know what? We got these two running backs. This is how we are going. We are believing in these two, and they, these are our backs of the future. The best part about Hill, this is what, you know, when you look at the dynamic backs, we say, okay, Giovanni has all the, the dynamicism to him, especially if you're in a PPR league. Jeremy Hill also can catch the ball. He caught the ball in, 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 uh, in, uh, LS, yes. at LSU. Yeah. They ran a pro-style offense there where he, he he ran all the type of runs. And you look at, he ran all the hard runs inside. The guy's 6'1", 233, but he runs like a 4'6", 40. He's got big playability with the size. And he can catch the ball. So this is one of those things where they're not just going to look at, like, uh, they're going to use both these backs. They've already said everything that I've read, that they are saying it's a minimum 180 uh, touches to 220 that they want to have minimum for Jeremy Hill. If he does great with it, then they're going to give him more. I'm going to I'm going to say something on both of your sleeper picks real quick bef- real quick before you go on to the deep sleepers. You're going to dump on them? No, I'm going to talk them up. Dumps or hugs? <laughs> it's, it's, it's hugs this time, and that's a rare. Uh, Jeremy Hill. You did say last time, you did say in a podcast not too long ago that, that you are agreeing with me a lot more than you and ever I did. am. And I am. I, I, I completely dumped the shit out of your first team that we were talking about yes, you three did. hours ago. I was but on the spit. Roasted. I yeah. was on the spit. Yeah, I completely roasted that team. But Jeremy Hill, the reason why they actually changed changed regimes this year, and they're going to a much bigger running game, they drafted him for a specific purpose. 
not just draft him because of his size and because of his ability and what they saw at LSU, but they wanted him for a specific purpose on this team. They have Giovanni Bernard to do exactly what he's going to do. Jeremy Hill is going to be a stud on this team. They want a two-headed banger. monster, and he is going to be a yep. big-time banger. Your first one. Oh, huge. Oh, my God. It's the biggest. It's, he's, it, it, the thing about Pierre Thomas is, God, before they, before they fell into Mark Ingram as, as a draft pick, that year was going to be the year that Pierre Thomas was going to be a top 10 running back. Was going to be because the year before, he had done everything. And that's the whole thing about Pierre Thomas. This is a guy yeah. running back out of Illinois who has done it all. I mean, he is the hard worker. He is the consummate pro. He can do everything in the, in the offense. He can block. He can catch. He can run. He can he he can uh, do the do block and release and 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 just everything about him is is smart and a great football mind. It's it's amazing. Most catches in the league for a running back last year. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. With with um, Darren Sproles on his team. With Darren Sproles on the team. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Not just uh, as long as we're mentioning Darren Sproles. So let's say Darren Sproles is gone. So let's take Pierre Thomas's points last year and let's add. Just half of Darren Sproles' points. Let's just uh, because Darren Sproles is gone. Let's let's add half his points yeah. to what Pierre Thomas it's, does. You add half his points. Pierre Thomas is a top ten running back in the league. Top ten fancy running back in the league. No, and no, we're no. talking. I mean, Sproles didn't even have a great year last year. He only had about a hundred fantasy. What points, else does Pierre have minimal. going for him? What else does he have going for him? The ultimate trust from the two guys that matter the most on this team. Sean Payton, Period. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. He's signed. They signed him. What what is what does that sign mean for Ingram? They're not gonna sign him. No. They are not Let they're him gonna, play out his contract. They, that's they, why they have Terry Robinson. They're not gonna try and trade him, so it's they're not gonna try and, they're keeping Travaris uh, cadet. There you go. They're not gonna try and raise his value and trade him. No one wants to trade for friggin' Ingram. No. This Pierre is gonna have a ton of opportunity. And when he did it and when he had the chance to do it before, he succeeded big time. He had like ten touchdowns, um eight hundred some odd yards. He was a stud. When he got that chance about six years ago to actually star on the team, he relished it and he was awesome. I can't wait to see him. He's do a football it again. player. He is. He's a football player. I can't wait to see him do it again. So for my deep sleepers, I got a couple of rookies here. One we talked about a guy who was drafted in the first round of our draft that we weren't hundred percent on being a first round pick, Doug Martin. Yep. And there's this guy who I've been rookie drafts, and this guy's even going undrafted in rookie drafts, and I'm telling you. Uh, in one of my leagues, I'm like, I was so happy he went on draft because I want to try to grab him for a buck or two bucks in the in our auction. Charles Sims, this guy has, he is a good running back. Yeah, and he is. This is one of those ones where it's almost like Jeremy Hill type situation. Yet I don't understand why he's not getting anyone paying attention to him because they're envisioning him to come into Tampa and to be the complement and and be that secondary guy who's going to get the 180 to 200 touches in the backfield. Doug Martin, they they did it last year. They they pounded him. They gave him 26, 27 carries a game. Right, and it didn't work. You look at what Lovey Smith has done. Think about it. Go back from the history. Why they draft Charles Sims. Think about Thomas Jones. Think about Cedric Benson working together. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the same type of situation you're going to see with Doug Martin and Charles Sims, which is why I like Charles Sims. Now I'll give you my deep, deep sleeper. All dependent on the most dependable guy going down. But if Adrian Peterson goes down, 
my boy, Jarek McKinnon, who we talked about, is going to be very viable. And they're going to, the offense will look different if he becomes a starting running back. They're not going to run the ball as much. It's going to be more swing type plays or whatever it is. But he is he's, going to be a major part of and it. And he's dynamic. He's the kind of guy that you can get in motion. You've already learned some of these same kind of offensive skills. Through a uh, Patterson, Patterson. Uh, there's right. already a lot more of like these same things where Patterson's out wide and he's our he's our he's our flex guy. He's you know there's all this good stuff. It's all about because they have tons of weapons on this. Team. What else is the election gonna be for on this year? It'll probably be about Iraq. Does you think that Saddam's ever was able to make these weapons? Of mass destruction, or whatever, or as they is called, BLTs. The was Saddam able to make them? Could he make BLTs? Yes, at one time he was using BLTs on the Kurds in the north. Was it worth fighting a war over BLTs? I don't think Saddam Hussein in Iraq were a threat to the United States, even if they had WMDs or BLTs, as long as they weren't nuclear weapons. If you had the evidence that Saddam had these BLTs in his house, would you have said yes, attack? Not unless he had, if he had anthrax, if he had mustard gas, Whatever no. you put in them. No, no. If you had mustard gas, no. Let's say you didn't have mustard and the BLTs just was plain. Would you have been able to go in there then? No. Is it ever worth fighting a war over sandwiches? <laughs> Is it ever worth fighting a war over sandwiches? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are fighting a war... Over Phoenix football sandwiches, there's no question. God, I love oh that God. guy. He's a genius. All right, where are we at? Where, you're, you're sleepers for running back. No, I'm no, not. Oh, we're okay, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Wide receiver first. You? No, no, no. No, yeah, you're All right. up. All right, so for me. We're broken my, our record, so let's just, uh, but we got to close it out a little bit. This is, a, I, I have, this is a record breaker. Just, I have one yeah. more before, we, before we're before we done. That's so. fine. This is a record breaker. I will kill us. Well, I will kill us with, with, with uh, I got LG before we're tonight, done. So let's not crush it. Don't worry. Thing. So, all right, so I'll go quick. My my number one sleeper at the t- at the wide receiver position is Tavon Austin. I'm telling you, I called it last year. I said he's going to suck in his rookie year. Look for this kid to break out in his second year. He showed you, booyakasha, what he could do in that respect, one game where he respect. had the punt return touchdown, the, uh, the, the kick return touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. The guy has the potential. Another guy that I like, I love, Ruben Randall. Ruben Randall, I know what we're talking about. Uh, he's, this is, he hasn't had the chance to prove yet. You didn't like another LSU guy. did it. What's that? You didn't like Stag's pick on Ruben Randall. It was better. Of, no, that would. Sure, you're talking about me here. Yeah. Where, where did he pick it? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now you got to make me look. No, you don't have to. I'm but looking now. You, 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 you weren't. You weren't really psyched on his wide receivers, and Ruben Randall is one of them. On um, the respect. You see, and you're wrong because you're talking about the, he did. Ruben Randall was on my team. I drafted him as my wide receiver on the high rollers. So there you go. You, and oh, yourself. you said you I said you didn't like him. your pick. 
I said no. I said yeah. I you said that. you didn't like your pick. I said no. I said I like Ruben Randall there. I don't know what you're talking didn't about. Did he not like that Ruben Randall pick? I picked Ruben Randall. Why would I not like him? I already don't I remember an anti Ruben Randall sentiment earlier. No, no. He, he loves Ruben Randall. It was somebody else. That. It was somebody else. It was somebody else. It was not Ruben Randall. Okay. I think it was Stags. Stags. Res- Name shit on my Ruben Randall. Yes. That may be what it was. Stag- I know. Respect. Stag- yeah. West Respect. West, West side. Let's West go. Side. So Ruben Randall, I love. My third sleeper West is side. Terrence Williams, who again, I, you're talking Nanu, about the Nanu. growth. West side. Nanu, Nanu. <laughs> We're not on Mork, but like Terrence it. Williams is, I'm on Mork. as we I mentioned like before, Mork. and you like, as a very nice sleeper. I'm telling you. He showed the potential last year. Miles Austin's gone. He is now the solidified number two next to Des Bryant. He's not going to get the double coverages. This is a very good guy. Not a fan. Go deep on. sleepers. Now, my number one awesome deep sleeper, Justin Hunter. This dude is going to be legit. I worry about his quarterback situation. Hopefully Jake Locker stays healthy, so at least he has the continuity all year long, and he has the tendency to make uh, the ability to make the big plays. My other two real deep sleepers. One, Marquise Goodwin. The speedster for Buffalo. All you guys are, are speedsters. That's what I like because these are deep sleepers. These are guys that are potential to break. And you these got are the EJ guys Manuel. That two years ago at the combine were lighting up the forty. And you look at EJ Manuel and you look what he did with Marquise Goodwin last year. And they connected on a couple deep passes. No and EJ Manuel has that deep arm. And now that you've added a Sammy Watkins and you've added all these other extra guys for people to worry about, and you have the two-headed running back in Fred Jackson, CJ Spiller. Marquise Goodwin is one of those guys that becomes a true uh, weapon where you just, let's deploy him here, send him deep. If they they fall asleep, boom, we got a quick six points on us. That's why I like him. The other guy's a rookie. For Miami, because I believe that there's there's coming to that point in time, they don't have that third wide receiver. They've, they've been looking for it. And this is a guy who is going to start on the inside but could potentially end up just eating up and taking Brian Hartline's job, and that's Jarvis Landry. And why is it? I don't know. I keep going with all these LSU guys. But LSU produces good effing uh, players. So Ruben Randall, Jeremy Hill, and, uh, and, and Jarvis Landry. I'm with them. Landry, Landry last year or two years ago? Uh, last year. Two years ago was, no. was considered a top yes. ten pick. Yes, and two years ago, two years ago, if he had come out, would have been a top ten wide receiver. Still had a fucking stellar year last year, and why he fell so hard this year when he went to the uh, the pissing thing. No, no, he got a hamstring injury. He ran a four seven seven. Uh, 40, so everyone's like, oh, you're looking at the numbers, whatever. Yeah. Look at the game film. Yeah. Fucking God. And he Football played player. in the SEC in the toughest competition out there, and he dominated. I'll tell you right now, you knocked out one of my deep sleepers, Jarvis Landry. So I, and here's, I'm here's, the, here's the other thing mind. I'll say about that. We know that um, uh, the coach, Miles, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, uh, Les Miles. Les Miles. If you're not... A, a pro, a professional. That's a franchise. That, that that's a he that's puts a, the list out. That's a program. Oh, absolutely. That's a program. You're in a pro program. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not, cut. you're cut. If you're not, you don't play. And the, if you're not, there's a list of players that go for scouts and NFL say, don't draft these guys. players. They don't yeah. work hard at practice. If you draft him in the third round, <laughs> he'll 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 it's loaf on you. Absolutely insane, but it is. Nothing it ever is. was said about uh, Landry, and he was gonna be literally a top 10, 15 pick if he came out one and year. You know I got to tell you, the only person he really has to beat out. And I know you guys love him, or I know Houdini loves him, and 
I, I don't know if you love him, like seriously love him as a player, but he's put up numbers. Heartline. He has to beat up Brian Heartline. But that's really? fine. He can be in that offense if it's the easiest schedule ever. Yeah. He can be number three. Heartline's good. Heartline's he is good. I don't think Heart, Heartline's what? Is he two or three years in a row a thousand yards? Uh, no, it's not three. He's it's only two? had two good years okay. now. So two of a thousand. And last two. mediocre years, yeah. But the last two. But I'm saying He's in consistent. that offense, in that offense, I'm not saying that Heartland can't become wide receiver three. But in that offense and in that situation, the easiness and the way that we don't really know what's happening in the running back situation, unlike years before, unlike ever since literally Marino. Don't you think a wide receiver oh, three absolutely. in Miami could, be, could could do some damage? Even last year, Brandon Gibson had a really good game before he got injured. Yep. Two really good games before he got injured. And then Rashard Matthews was actually talking yeah. about And it was a huge pickup for fancy teams because he kicked ass for a game. he had a well. couple Those are third game. receivers on Miami that were being talked about. You're talking about a Jarvis Landry now yeah. who, has a, who has more potential than, uh, than Brian Hartline ever had. Well, you sit there, and you know why I love uh, all the reasons, strength of schedule, but even more, talent being brought into the fray there. Plain and simple. Miami. All yeah. right, you good? Yeah. All right, my sleeper, we won't talk about it much. We've talked about it way too much. 20th pick of the first round of this year, Brandon Cooks. Man, I just think he's going to have 1,000 yards. I think he's going to have eight touchdowns. I know that's Absolutely abnormal, but for the position, I just think he's that good. I watched him in college. I've seen what he's done. He had the second best season for a player in college, basically ever at the position. The first being probably by Marquise Lee two years ago. And I just think uh, when he got Drew Brees and he's got a new weapon, he's gonna make it happen. That guy knows how to get the ball to the guy. If you talk about one more time, it's the 50th time you've talked about it. I want to set another record this podcast. No, it is. I can't stop talking about the guy. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm driving home. I love the fucking dude. He's I, too I small. What... If that guy was two inches taller, it would be a no-brainer. Everyone would be like, this is going to be the next Jerry Rice. But I just love the fucking What dude. gets me about him and why I'm on board with you to a certain extent is his work ethic. I love his work ethic. The fact that he wants it so bad and he's learning and he wants to work with Breeze. He's Derek Jeter on the New York York Yankees. He could, instead of being Derek Jeter on the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. He's in the situation of a lifetime with that talent. All I'll say is this. I'm the guy who's 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 downplaying him. But what I love about him is if you watch his highlight films, he reminds me of making catches like you see Jordy Nelson make. These full-on extended toe-tapping catches, that's what he makes. That's that's what his highlight sure. reel is all We about. were on a phone call uh, earlier. No, it was, we were on the boat yeah. last weekend. And I said, you know what? The only way that I feel, and he's much faster and much more electric, but the only reason I, I, I feel like... He's going to be better than Devon Austin. No, the only reason why I feel that he couldn't live up to his potential is if he turns into a Peter Warwick. But he's faster. He's got more heart. Uh, but there is a there is a better the possibility Peter that he was, could be. Peter Ward was in a, Cincinnati. Yeah, he's in a better situation. situation. No, he's he got didn't. all this stuff better. But there is the downside. And he made good on it a couple years later. The downside of him is the Peter Warwick, um, Ted Ginn Jr. That's the downside of what he could be. But I I think situationally he's good. All right, um, DeAndre Hopkins. We talked about him earlier. 
whether I think whether um, Andre is gone and traded or not, this is a guy that was a first rounder, twenty fourth pick, I think, of last year's draft, wide, highest drafted wide receiver in last. Made some amazing plays in the first four or five weeks. Sick. All right, love the guy, Eric yeah. Decker. I like him. I do too. Yeah, I like him. I, like I know. Him I know. I, I know he's leaving Peyton Manning, but this is a guy in the same way that fucking Welker for the four years previous with Tom Brady kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And you're looking like ninth right Wes Welker at 100 catches, and he's available right well, now. What round makes him a sleeper? I don't know. Yeah. What? It's late. I'm not saying it's eight, late. Seven, eight. Uh, but, he, my, but here's my point. Eight that, to ten. Eight to ten. Okay, well, fine. If you're saying that, he's going to be gone before that. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't. I don't. It, 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 no, but, but you don't. You 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 don't pick these guys because I they're know, white, I'm and saying. everyone else does the same shit. What I'm saying to you is we, this. The last time we if got gonna, feisty with each other was over the same subject. White wide receivers. They last. Guys, no one picks them. Guys that look at stats like, from last year and see 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns are going to draft him. No. He's changed. Listen, there are plenty of people. What I'm saying is this. I just want to play it. I'm just making a up. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to our listeners. I could care less about what you think. What I care about what they think is that if you're calling him a sleeper, I want them to realize that doesn't mean that you grab him in the fourth or fifth round. That means that you're making him saying that if he's there in eighth round, ninth round, tenth round, I'll take him. I'm just telling you, I don't think he'll be there in those rounds. But, but you don't think is, anybody's taking him in the fourth round. I think I think he's gone by sixth round, seventh round, just for sure. I, I agree with them. I think no way he's going. No way he's going to eighth round. No way he's going to eighth round. For sure. Then he's not a good pick. Yeah, no. If you can get him, like I said, seven, I think seven, I think he lacks. If you can get him seventh, eighth, or later, I great. agree with you. And uh, listen, I said he's that Eli Manning. Eli Manning was my sleeper QB earlier. I changed it. Eli Manning was my second call. If, I'll tell you, my first call was Geno Smith. Stranger. I like Geno. I think Geno is a lot better than people I like understand Gino. and realize. And he's got a lot better receiving core this year than he had last year. And he's having a full an Eric year. Decker alone makes him a better QB. And I think that Eric Decker is a so lot better Chris wide Johnson. receiver than so people. Chris a lot better wide receiver than people realize. Full year to learn. And there's a lot of experts on your favorite channel, ESPN, that said, I wish that Gino would have waited one year and he'd been the number one pick overall and he'd be an excellent. I like Gino. Uh, hey, I'm white. I, I fucking A, I'm a good wide receiver. Tell oh, it. Tell oh, it. I'm doing one more. I'm doing I'm doing one one more, and these are my super deep sleepers. DeAndre and Eric Decker were my deep sleepers. I'm going Danny Amendola. <laughs> and we won't even we talk about, about him. It. But we'll move on to Andre Hawkins. I think with Andrew him, Hawkins, yeah, yeah, Andrew. Sorry, yeah, I'm not Andre. I was you looking at the W. Yeah, I know right. the W is there. I just had a DeAndre Hopkins right above. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Andrew Hopkins. I like this guy. I liked him last year uh, on on Cincinnati, uh, and I like him this year on on Cleveland. I think he's going to get obviously with with Josh Gordon being gone. Now he's wide receiver one, maybe even one. You got Miles Austin there. He's a wide receiver one. Yeah, I, this I guy is gonna be in the teens, and he's a wide receiver Nate one yeah. on on a team that Hoyer isn't garbage. If 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 Manziel Manziel starts, I mean, this is the number one wide receiver on a professional team. He is dynamic. He is going he and he's catch just, anything. 
He's just, he, he, he's, he's small. He's a slot. He's basically a slower version of Deshaun Jackson. But he is a sl- he is more of a slot receiver. Oh yeah, he he's else. not an outside receiver. No, yeah, no, no you're no, right. He's not an but he's receiver. got that same size. All right, my my sleep uh, wide receivers, uh, and I will blow through them because we've talked about most of them. Kendall Wright, you know, we've already broken our own record. Yeah, Kendall Wright, <laughs> love him. We've talked about him. Not going to say another word. Aaron Dobson, love him. Talked about him. Not going to say another word. Jordan Matthews, talked about him slightly. I think he's got great upside there in the Philly system. Don't need to talk about that anymore. Deep sleeper, I think it's deep because I think people are not considering him anymore. Kenny Britt, not going to talk about it anymore because we talked about him. Jarvis Landry, we've talked about Jarvis Landry. That was one of my deep sleepers. We've already talked about him. That guy's a fucking stud in the waiting, especially in that Miami uh, system that's about to break out and the strength of schedule for him. My last one is one that I do need to mention and, and say something about. Devontae Adams, the fourth receiver on the Green Bay Packers is what he's going to be. The fourth receiver on the Green Bay Packers always, always, for like the last five years straight, six years straight or something, always makes a splash. Always does something. In, <laughs> I'm, I am. I'm drooling. Yeah, are you I'm really? Serious. Yeah, I'm not I am, seeing I, it. I, I, I dog, dog keeps going like this. He's like, he's like. I Where's the GoPro it. when we need it? There's, 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 there's the energy, dude. Devontae Adams, grab him. The passion. Grab him when you can, because the fourth receiver on the Green Bay Packers always makes a splash every single freaking year. Last year there was Jordy Nelson, James Jones, and Randall Cobb. As soon as one of them got injured, Jared Boykin came on the scene. Bam! Bam! Unbelievable. I have James Jones came on the scene the See, same way. Yep, James Jones. Randall Cobb came on. Yep. Came on the same. Jordy Nelson came on yep. the same way. They all came on the same way. That and this is when they had a wide, this is when they had a tight end, quasi in the donk in the yep. donkey man Finley. Yep. Right now we don't know whether it's Corliss, Rob Rogers, Richards, or, whatever. Yeah, or Bostic, whatever. It could be anybody. There's, there's no even, tight there's end even. A, even to, there's another guy, actually, another tight end. Colt Liria. Yep, you got him already. Okay. Ha! <laughs> I'm just bringing him up. I, I was just bringing him up. I just I know who he is because he was drafted in my other league by my, my, my Packer friend. And I also read up on him. This is a guy who is out of Nebraska, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, is potentially like one of these guys that could just So wide receiver? No, tight, tight end. He could, just, he could be a complete bust or he could be the complete biggest amazing surprise yeah. to hit the NFL. There's a handful of tight ends that are, are going to fill yeah, that role this year. If you're six foot six and 250 pounds, or 250, 255, 260, you're going to be compared to Gronk and be compared to be the next best thing. But he was undrafted. But he and was he undrafted. And, and he was undrafted. He was undrafted. There's a quarterback he can get to, that can get the ball. Whatever. So any other guys got? Like, no, no. The, like I said, that was a big one. That Devontae Adams. Remember that one. The fourth receiver on the Packers. Remember that. Is he a rookie? Every single year. Yeah, he's a rookie. Where's he out of again? Ole Miss. Is it Ole Miss? Nah. That might be. Ah, sorry. Not. No, don't mean to quote. No, I know. No, we, no, we, no, we, no, we can figure. We can figure that. You got another know. guy? Devontae no. Adams was from. Hang All right. On. I'm gonna tell you. Uh, where are you? I'll, oh, I'll, uh, from Fresno State. Fresno State. Fresno. Yeah, Fresno. That's right. I like that. That's right. That's where uh, Carr. Uh, yeah. Yes. Carr was Absolutely. throwing the ball. That's oh, right. I like that. Derek. Derek Carr. Derek. Not David. Not David. How about your tight ends? What do you got for tight ends? Tight ends. All right, I'll tell you. Uh, my big time sleeper 
is Travis Kelsey. I have, I have been talking him up for a year now, just like I did with Jordan Cameron the year before. I love my Travis Kelsey this year. Uh, I would have thrown a Kyle Rudolph in there, but I don't think he's a sleeper anymore. No. I think Kyle Rudolph is a top five tight end this year. I'm not going to say anything more about it. You can read about what I write about him. The guy's going to be a top five tight end this year. But I do love a Travis Kelsey. That guy has every bit of potential to be a top ten tight end this year. I'm not kidding you. The guy has all the physical abilities to do it, especially in the Kansas City Chiefs system with Andy Reid. Andy Reid loves his tight ends as well. Uh, you can read a little bit about that as well. I've read something about that. My deep sleeper, yeah, Ryan Griffin. Tell tell people about who Ryan Griffin is. Ryan Griffin is not. He's not Peter Griffin's son. No, <laughs> no, he's not Peter Griffin's son. He's not Robert Griffin's brother. This is Ryan Griffin. And he's about six foot six. Again, he's 250, 255, 260. Does he he's look g- like a griffin? The no. bird? Uh, no, he didn't look like he doesn't look like the old, you know, archaic, you know, Greek griffin. Right, like a, almost like a gargoyle or something. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. No, he's not, he's not he's not that type of griffin. He's he's a Ryan Griffin. Um he's good. He the guy is really fucking good when he got a chance to actually Get in there and He's start. For, who's he playing for? Houston Texans. Houston Texans. Can I? Can I? Can I interject right here? Our new guy. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> that is good true. Point. Good That's point. true. Good point. Good point. Our our new guy, EC Eric Coleman out of Utah. He's obviously a uh, a Texans fan. The one thing he pointed out to me, which is a guy that's on my um, tight ends, my deep sleeper. Is CJ Fedorowicz Fedorowicz from Iowa? From I, can Iowa. All, I can tell you all from about Iowa. this guy. Taken in the third round, 65th pick. He's Please wrong. Do. He's wrong. You don't he like this guy. He's wrong. He's I lo- wrong. Okay, I watched CJ Fedorowicz play for four years in Iowa. Yeah. Here's the thing about CJ. He's a great blocker. blocker. He's a big exactly. dude. He's, he fits in the mold of what Iowa Not did. Not uh, guy. No, he's not because he doesn't have any breakaway speed. He's big. Griffin does. He's six foot seven. Um, Fedorowitz. He's a big dude. Almost he was a guy. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. No, enormous. I like. When I, I, he I, came I, out, he was like a top. He was a five star tight end prospect when he came to Iowa. He was supposed to be this dynamic. The next. I was. I watched Dallas Clark, and I've watched uh, all all the tight ends. We've had Tony Moyaki. Oh, all these guys. All these guys were much more athletic and offensive than deep, deep, Fedorowitz was. Fedorowitz. Was a guy who every time I watched him, I'm like, "Why are you not making more plays? Why are you not enforcing your will? How can you not box out a goddamn middle linebacker and make the touchdown catch every single time?" And he didn't do it. He's a good blocker. He's a willing guy. He just—he's a guy that has so much potential, potential and it just—it never—it never just—it never transcribed to the football field. Not just that. But you have to remember, rookie tight ends, rarely, we've talked about it in podcasts yeah, before, yeah, yeah. rarely, ever, do shit. ever do shit. Because they have to block Fancy first. Way. They have to block He'll get first. on the field because of that. But he's not going to be, here's the problem, and again, that, that speed part, Griffin's that separation, he can't. and that's what you're saying, and that's why I'm backing you up, because the separation is the key. Yeah. And I love Fedorowicz, and I want Iowa guys to do well, but I didn't draft him in any of my leagues. You know why? Because he doesn't separate. And in this league, 
the speed from college to pro at the linebacker level is ridiculous. Gigantic. Yep. Yep. The okay. jump is Gigantic. insane. Cool. Okay. Is I, put it, I put it on there with, the, with a little bit of watching and a Garrett little bit Graham, of trust. Garrett Graham is a bit injury prone and he's a little bit older. And I, I, he's not really that great. Yeah. Ryan Griffin is the next coming for Houston. Watch out for him for a deep sleeper. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, my, my sleeper was Tyler Eifert. I, I called him prematurely last year. I don't really. I'm not really thinking he's going to be that great this year. Uh, to be honest, I'm a little bit worried about the whole team. But you guys didn't leave me with anybody else, and Sorry. I didn't want to overlap. <laughs> Sorry, you could have overlapped. I'm going in. I'm going. I'm. I'm, I'm going to go two for two. He's a guy that was drafted very, very high in the first round two years ago. Um, who knows what will happen? This is an offense that you guys are saying is moving towards. Running and that makes a lot of sense. This is an offense that we don't think the run, the wide receivers are, are, are the complimentary wide receivers are great. Um, maybe this guy shows up. Blah blah blah. All right, I did that. Uh, CJ, you guys shot that down. Understood. Uh, super deep sleeper is Richard Rogers uh, on on Green Bay. I think there could be a uh, Val Verde type of opportunity for him and. Uh, We'll see. You know, it's just like Corliss is mediocre, and maybe this guy all of a sudden makes it, and you're rocking. It's out him and the Colt Lyria. They're 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 in the battle together. Yeah. So keep an eye on that thing. Who's yeah. your guy? So my sleeper is going to be the guy that was the uh, kind of the, the cream of the crop of, as far as like bust uh, boom games last year. Ladarius Green, a guy that has all this potential in the world. And, and, and the fact is that the, the tight end position is still so deep that he's still falling to not being picked until like the 14th or 13th or 14th tight end. With the potential that he has, is it's a great pick at that point in time. That's a great sleeper because if he gets if he just beats out Antonio Gates and becomes the guy, he could easily become a 800 to 900-yard receiving tight end that you're getting as a 14th tight end taken. I mean, looking at what he did last year, he still ended up in the top 30 tight ends and didn't even really catch a ball. Because or do two anything. games. It was yeah. two games. Yeah, it was basically two games. Didn't really do anything until like week seven yeah. or something like that. Well, Some of the weakest. Yeah, yeah. Well, That was a week. Magners is not Mag- a good Valverde. I'm just not good at opening loud Valverde's. So I, I, I could have bought Magners cans today, but it was only four for nine ninety nine. I got six for nine ninety nine. There you go. Yeah. So my deep sleeper is a rookie, because I've, I've been going with a lot of rookies here. And mine is going to be from the New York Jets, Jace Amaro. Love it. Now, there's, you talk about C.J. Fedorowicz. This is another one of these rookie tight ends that was taken. Eric Ebron gets all the attention. The other guy that's getting a lot of attention is Austin Safarin Jenkins. And ASJ, as good as he is, I would rather have myself a Jace Amaro. Agreed. 100%. Um, Jenkins is going to be, again, more of this blocking type tight end. That's what we saw. This year's crop of tight ends that came out was so much blocking tight ends. The epitome of that is from Notre Dame, Troy Nicholas, mm-hmm. who got drafted by Bruce Arians, whose favorite tight end last year, the best tight end in the NFL, the best tight end. Heath Miller was the best tight end last year. I don't know if you guys are watching Jimmy Graham, but Heath Miller was the best tight end, according to <laughs> Bruce Arians. <laughs> Which is why he drafted Troy Nicholas. So any of you in Dynasty Leagues that you draft second Troy round, Nicholas, you're a fool. Round, that boy. guy's going to have two catches all year long. And he's, he's, he'll he'll remind me of the guy that won the second round. Maybe another, another voice I can do my draft to next year. I can do Dan Deardorff. 
that I can do. He can hey, mass space. He's like a mass space. Oh, oh, I'm spitting like a mass space because I'm a dead well, Deardorff. He, he, he passed away in, within the last year, so we'll, we'll, we'll respect him. And uh, we won't, we won't. Even though I never respected, but you my know dad what? used to always speaking rip about on him. what for Monday Monday Night Football. Yeah. he used to rip on. He's like, like, yeah, my pants are down right now in the booth. <laughs> speaking of pulling the plug, about doctors, does they have the right to end old people's lives? That's euthanasia. Why is it the responsibility of the euthanasia for killing someone else? Surely it's between that patient and the doctor. Euthanasia is the term that's used when you are killing. It's a nice word for killing. Well, whatever. You were saying that it's mainly Asian youths that no, is... No, 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 no. Does you think that they're responsible for this? You don't also agree with this? Who's responsible for it? Yeah. The euthanasia. I think we're getting confused here. Euthanasia comes from the Greek word for death. <laughs> Let me understand what you were saying. You were saying that it got nothing to do with young people in Asia. You were saying that Occasionally, there's some doctors here who may be from Asia who do this. That's correct, but they could also be from the United States. But they're mainly from Asia. No, Even no, 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 The no. ones that are there behave themselves no. very well. No, the Asians, the Asians, no, they have, nothing they have to do absolutely no evidence that the Asians do it more than... ridiculous, but we're talking about a ton of players and we're having a good time, and if you're still listening and you did it in one listen, then either you aren't getting much done today, or you're hopefully like driving to Grandma's place in Winter Park, Florida, that's four hours away. <laughs> anyway, who else Who else we got? Because we need to close it out. We're not doing top ten. I'm Are done. we done? Do we do we rock it out? Did you you oh, got that, your tie downs? That, that was it. I mean, all right, we're not doing our top ten. We can't do it. We're done. Here's what I'm gonna do. We're gonna shut it out. This is a great podcast. Three hours and thirty two minutes. It's insane. No, people love it. We know that you do. But at the end of the day, we this is crazy. All right, Pyro Podcast in the house. We're doing Pyro Pros coming out in the next two uh, weeks. Buy our draft kit. Thing is sick. If you're now, it's the fifteenth. It's it's when it, all the shit needs to happen. New version coming out within next a Sunday. Week, week yeah. Add, yeah, next next Sunday, a week we from this, a week from this Sunday, version three is coming out. If you buy this today, you'll get all the versions automatically sent to you. Buy this thing. It's ridiculous. Lots of good updates and changes. Oh, you're gonna like it. Yeah, buy this thing. Fire it up. We love you. Uh, the truth is. We love you. And this is a long podcast. It's the summer in Chi-Town. 
I'm holding out because it doesn't, seem, get it to, it doesn't seem to have the I, music right. I can't. I'm like holding. I'm like straining along. It. It's not. It's not pulling up. I can't. Nine inch nails. It, I, I lost internet connection halfway through here, and it's like I'm right. pulling up white teeth, and it's not pulling it up like it did before. Uh, it, who has white teeth? That's why I want to do the inter, the, the show and the other one. Internet. Internet. No, the internet's up now, and it's still not pulling up the internet. Well, stop pulling on your nine inch nail. <laughs> That would be actually, an, uh, if you had a nine-inch nail, you'd be lucky. You yeah. wouldn't need internet anymore. That's good point. Good point. Good point. There it is. There it is. There it is. Good point. Oh, there we go. Sunspots. Sunspots. All right, ready? Good point. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> go to, Let's go. Go to sunspots.com. <laughs> we love you guys. Love you. It's nine-inch nails. I'm seeing them in two nights. Fired up.